Satanism is so cool with the youngins. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Sunday, September 11, 2022. This is your award-winning Kimbo Nation Media Assassination Episode 1485. This is No Agenda. Updated, recharged, and broadcasting live from the heart of the Texas Hill Country, FEMA Region Number 6. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's cold as usual, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill in the morning. What do you mean cold as usual? You guys are in the it's middle cold. of a heat wave. Heat wave, California. You're all supposed to be dying. I should put the camera out and show you. It's probably about 60. Uh-huh. You were complaining about, about the heat the other day, though, weren't you? Yes, because it was hot for <laughs> two days. Okay, got it. Two whole days. It was too hot for me. And so uh, the fogs rolled in, and it was actually just a... Yeah, the fog's kind of rolled in. It's cold. I have a heater on in the house. That's how... That's our heat wave. Oh, it's so it's so poorly understood how this climate change works. I was convinced that everything was bad in California. And there was a whole. I didn't record any of this, but I, I maybe I'll go back and look for. It. There's some guy who goes over all the data from 1939 uh-huh. on YouTube. Yeah, and holy mackerel, that was a heat wave. Oh yeah, 1939 oh, yeah. was a mess, and they and the government has changed the stats to try to well, you know, it wasn't really no, no, that they, hot. They, no, no, they'll start at 1940. The graph will yeah, show it's, 1940. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Why are they trying to buffalo us? Why is our own government trying to buffalo us? And I'm seeing the same thing with another report I was watching this morning. Uh, some guy in Australia, and this guy's going over government data in Australia, pointing out the increase in just random deaths is up like 50%. And it's got nothing to do with COVID. It seems to have something to do with maybe the vaccine, oh. and the go- but the government is hiding, they're covering up the data. <laughs> hey, man, you, 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 the two topics... I don't get it, man. Why is the government trying to trick us? You're, you're doing two topics at once. I don't know which direction to go. I mean, you want to go with uh, COVID? Do you want to go with uh, climate change? Or should we just recognize that this is at 9-11, September 11th, and that the powers that be have determined... You're not allowed to have that kind of trauma anymore. There's no footage of airplanes flying into buildings. There's not, there's not, there's not even one single article on Google News. I, all I saw was one short snippet in a, a bumper on one of the TV stations says, we'll never forget. Well, instead of going to any of these, let's play a couple of Jan, Jan Briney clips. <laughs> just to get into the mood okay sure sure yes our, turns our, out to be on book tv this is briny well hold on hold uh, on let's explain who jen briny is and our relationship to her jen briny does the congressional dish i didn't know she was a republican <laughs> i got a kick out of that I don't, uh, on I don't, her I don't, uh, okay did, did she, she's on book tv yeah and they're talking about her podcast because it's about congress you know and did and it's C-SPAN is about Congress, and so they put her on. They could put us on, but they won't well, do she's that. Well, she's also, they, she has quite a following, John. She has, you know, she's well-known in all kinds of circles. She's, she's done her job. She's done her job well. And so she comes on. <laughs> and and Jen, Jen, this means that it is time for you to leave, Grasshopper. You have snatched the pebbles from Dvorak's hands. <laughs> yeah, I will send us some cash, will you? Jeez. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So she goes on and she and she talks about how it all got started. And then there's I have two clips, and then the other one is just like she just like 
You'll see. But try to clip one is the value for value clip. However people want to pay me, I do accept it. But yeah, it's 100% listener based. And um, it was actually, there's another podcast called No Agenda. Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak really perfected it. But um, we call it value for value. So what's really cool about it is that I tell people that this is a valuable podcast and I ask people to pay whatever they think is fair. And so the amount per person varies widely, just depending on what people can afford and what they consider the show to be worth. I'm very proud of the funding model. (laughs) <laughs> nice edit. <laughs> so she's very proud of the funding model. Nice edit, John. Very funny. <laughs> now I'm, she, I'm very uh, proud. I'm very proud of Jen Briney. I think that is a fantastic elevator pitch for value for value. Great job. I think it was actually nailed. She nailed it. Yep. So, but later on in the show, uh, the guy who sent us this, uh, Grant uh, Convey, Convey, um, oh, I got doubled up on this clip sorry about that uh this is both either briny t-y-f-y-c he sends a tweet in and she and the woman reads the tweet and it's got a little code word in there a no agenda code that briny should have caught (laughs) no no (laughs) right over her head zoom jen we have a question from twitter um grant says how does egregious government spending differ between the parties Thank you for your courage. Um, you know, I find that <laughs> and then hey, she just goes on. No, no, she she's smart because, like, dude, if if I if I can hear her brain going, look, I already plugged these two old farts. You know, I don't need to be promoting them anymore because when people hear me speaking in tongues with this value, you know, thank you for your courage. You know, then they'll think I'm culty. No, she's smart. She has an image to protect, John. You have to understand. You have to let her go on that. I'm in disagreement with your analysis. Okay. All right. I think it just shot right over her head. She didn't, if she would have chuckled, just chuckled or or get anything. She didn't have to go, well, that's funny. The guy says, thank you for your courage. Or she go, ITM or anything. She didn't do any of that dumbness, but she could have. I mean, I would have, but, or or even snickered, nothing, just Right to the topic. Mm-hmm. So I, I disagree. Anyway, that, so that's the way we start today's show with okay. a little yeah, very nice. promotion for our show and <laughs> Jen Briney's Congressional Dish. You go check it out. Fantastic. All right, let's uh, hit a teaser here from CBS. Straight ahead on the CBS Weekend News, September 11th families bring attention to a possible plea deal with Gitmo detainees. You see, this, this is very different. You know, we don't have to delve into it too much. And I only have one other clip here about these, these Gitmo families. Um, the, what we're seeing is different from previous years and there's a conscious decision that's been made somehow, or maybe it's unconscious. Everyone's just hanging out the bar, like no planes in the buildings, uh, footage. That's the wrong trauma. We need to have, you know, more, more polio and monkeypox and stuff like that. Yeah, disease. That's disease. That's we already got past the other thing. We want pestilence. Yes, pestilence. Exactly. Pilot Charles Burlingame was more than a war hero to his family, who affectionately called him Chick. He was really our touchstone. And it was... He still is. Days before the anniversary, his sister Deborah Burlingame, an advocate for the 9-11 families, showed us his name among those etched in bronze surrounding the two memorial pools in New York City. On 9-11, al-Qaeda terrorists took over Burlingame's American Airlines Flight 77. Okay, so now compare that to what the pros are doing. 
Right now on America This Morning, the end of an era. The world pays tribute to Queen Elizabeth II, her stability, her determination, her leadership. I'm just gutted. This is what keeps people glued to the sets. This is what we need. I just can't believe it. A changing of the guard for the first time since Harry Truman was president of the United States. Is it just me or do you also get the vibe that most of the world doesn't really give a shit about this the way they're the bombastic portrayal they have the you know the, the brits excluded yeah i mean i think it's it's notable it's noteworthy and it'd be interesting in the history books and she was a, a woman who accomplished what she accomplished uh-huh. and she was there for a long time yeah and she didn't destroy the monarchy she <laughs> kind of helped britain tear itself apart but yeah, that was intentional a slow, a slow watering down but it was yeah. intentional mm-hmm. and it wasn't like you know some incompetence or anything she held it together that's it uh the rest of it is just like i mean i have one clip uh similar thing it's a well, actually it's more than one it looks like i got no no i'm i missed up i'm sorry i i mixed up queer with queen so uh <laughs> you have one queen i only it's, have one what, what a, no stop what a world what a world where mainstream does this remembering the queen elizabeth ii passed away at 96 big bombastic productions and the no agenda show has one queen update and five queer clips <laughs> That's, so let's go with that's the Queen 2022, update. everybody. That's where yeah. we're at. King yeah, Charles we're, III. We're on top of it. Yeah. That's the deal. <laughs> we know what's going on. King Charles III was formally proclaimed sovereign of the UK in a ceremony Saturday in London. The palace, meanwhile, has announced the funeral for his mother, Queen Elizabeth, will take place September 19th. NPR's Philip Reeves has the story. The Queen's final journey through her kingdom is about to begin. On Sunday, her coffin will be carried from her castle in northern Scotland to Edinburgh. On Monday, it'll be carried in a procession along Edinburgh's Royal Mile to St Giles Cathedral. Her son, now King Charles III, will take part, along with other royals. Officials say Scotland's public will be allowed into the cathedral to pay their respects before she's taken to England by military aircraft on Tuesday to lie in state in Westminster until her funeral on Monday the 19th of September. Did did you see... Charles signing the the declaration or whatever, signing himself in? I think I did. Oh, man. I bet you didn't because you would know what I'm talking about. Okay. So he, he has these two big uh, documents, these huge folders in front of him, one left, one right on this desk. And in front of that is an inkwell. It's, you know, the pen holder. It's all really classy, but it's in the way and he can't sign anything. And, and so he's just kind of like... Like 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 he's shooing a fly away on the desk, but he's not touching it. That's just his motion to his people to move that away. And this goes on for, you know. Oh, he can't like, move it away himself. No, no, oh no. And he's like, and then at a certain point, you know, he's sitting down. He signed. He needs to sign the other document. That other things in the way. And he's looking at someone like, hey, this thing, move it. This thing, move it. I mean, total douche. Oh, I should have. I'm sorry, I missed that. It's everywhere. Well, he's, it's he, this everywhere. guy's good. This guy's a disaster. And why would he name himself Charles? He has other names he can use. He can use any name he wants, actually. But Charles the first and Charles the second were terrible kings. <laughs> well, th- that's your answer. He's not stupid. He's keeping the family tradition uh, going. He knows what's going on. 
Um, he could have named his middle name is Arthur. He could have been King Arthur the <laughs> Second or something like that. That'd have been funny, but no, he's got no sense of humor. If you've ever seen him interviewed, a lot of people are now. Uh, it seems to be, and and maybe it's just the typical thing that happens, you know, conspiracy theory. Although I will take credit for being the longest uh, running with the the Queen has been dead for a long time meme. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I think about twenty ten. But the uh, and and I don't know if it's I I won't retell the entire story. But I met the Queen. She invited me to Buckingham Palace. I went in through the front gates with the chauffeured car. You know, waited in this hall with that was with other uh, people. Give the preface. Give us a little idea. You were just oh, let's get Adam over. That's exactly. There how was it, some other reason. <laughs> no, it was just let's get. Hey, he's in town. I hear he's in town. He's a pod father. <laughs> Bring that mofo over. It was the uh, relaunch of the Queen's website, the Royal website, and uh, and so there was a, a a party, and it was what's the um, a Tim Berners Lee. So maybe the, it came through him. That would be something that he would have said, oh, yes, Curry's here. Um, and uh, and I, I still have the invitation. It was beautiful, you know, like a, like a block of wood. <laughs> Her Majesty requests your attendance. And, and so, you, you know, they pick you up in a car. It was a Mercedes, by the way. Oh, the horrors. Uh, and they went right through those front gates of Buckingham Palace. And then we went in this big hall and the, you know, waited for, I don't know, 20 minutes. But it was a hall that was interesting because it had just all these master artworks that you recognize. Oh, that looks like Rembrandt Van Gogh, but you don't really recognize the painting. And then we go in, and then we all get to meet the queen. And she's standing on a box, of course. And uh, and she had her, her gloves on, and uh, she wasn't holding her handbag like she was in that picture meeting uh, the new prime minister. And I did something which is not you're not really supposed to do, but I, I promised myself I had to do it. And I looked into her eyes when I shook her hand. And, you're not uh, supposed to do it? No, no, you're not supposed to. Are you supposed to look down or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw nothing. It was, it was kind, of, kind, of, kind of eerie. She's a robot. Kind of eerie. I don't know. I don't know, man. They weren't slanty, so I don't think she saw the list, or she hadn't transformed. Uh, and the only other thing I can really say is that she, she served mum's champagne, which is kind of like, really? I mean, it's, that's like twenty dollar a bottle in H E B. Well, it's not. It's not that cheap, but it's. I mean, it's a real champagne. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just and they like, have a higher end version. If it was just a standard, standard mums, it's not really that great. Bor- Thank you, Mrs. Oops. Uh, Boris Johnson did uh, like an eight minute speech in the House of Commons. It was very nice, very moving. It was the beginning that caught my attention. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I hope the House will not mind if I begin with a personal confession. A few months ago, the BBC came to see me to talk about Her Majesty the Queen, and we sat down, and the cameras started rolling, and they requested that I should talk about her in the past tense. And I'm afraid I simply choked up, and I couldn't go on. I'm really not easily moved to tears. But I was so overcome with sadness that I had to ask them to go away. So first of all, how ghoulish of the BBC to do that. And it's such a television thing like, hey, man, we want to have all these packages ready to go um, for when the queen, when she finally croaks. So, um, you know, let's uh, let's have everybody uh, speak and answer their questions as if she's already gone. 
Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's ghoulish. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about it, but that's exactly right. That's what you have to do. It's and yet, if you want to get these guys in on the package, so you have to, you call it, you give your little, your little Rolodex and you yep. call up this guy and that guy and say, we're going to, we're doing a pack and you explain what you're doing. And then they, they usually agree and give you the. Now it's also possible that the story's a little different because Johnson says he was overcome with grief and said he couldn't do it. Possibly they said, look, she's dead. She died six well, weeks that's ago. That's your theory. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I, you, she, yeah. And yeah, he said, good, what? Good. What? She's Unlike dead? It. What? And it was overcome with grief <laughs> and couldn't. <laughs> My, it reminds me of this story about it was Jackie with that little kid actor back in the 30s. They worked with W.C. Fields and they had to get him to cry. So they told this is a direct story from him to my wife, who who she knew or she knew him, uh-huh. and uh, merely knew his kid. And uh, they he's in this on the set, and so one of somebody comes over and quietly tells him his dog died. Oh no! <laughs> and the kid just can't stand, it. and the kid just okay, ready to roll the camera. <laughs> oh, shit! Kids are crying. Oh, it's horrible. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the dog I, wasn't dead. That's the key. No, of course. No, of course. Uh, yeah. Good old Hollywood tricks. Mm hmm. But, you know, trick or not. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, then, uh, you know, as this to me, in, in my opinion, is the kickoff of the Great Reset. Uh, the Pope should go next. Um, and there's already questions if the Pope is actually alive. Some say he he hasn't been around since April of 2021, but I think just the retirement scheme is probably the best way to go. Uh, and we'll have to fill up the interim period with you know with other dignitaries and luminaries who pass on. We learned today that cable news trailblazer Bernard Shaw has died. This is Bernard Shaw in our cable news Washington bureau. The chief anchor at CNN for 20 years, he helped launch the network in 1980. CNN remembering him tonight as a beloved colleague dedicated to journalism. One of the first black network news anchors, he was on the ground at Tiananmen Square, live from Baghdad during the first Gulf War. So respected by his colleagues in journalism and viewers who so trusted him. Bernard Shaw was 82. What a bummer for Bernard Shaw. He should be a guy who should have retrospectives and um, you know special packages rolling about him. But no, it's going to be all Queen. Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't want to die when the Queen dies. No, it's like, it's like when I go, you know, it's going to be on a show day. It's going to suck. <laughs> It'll be on a show day and, and <laughs> somebody else will be, you know. Yeah, someone huge. Someone Hope huge. finally died. <laughs> Curry also passed on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say that multiple people have reached out to me and said in the UK, Jimmy Savile stories are popping up oddly. I don't know why, but maybe with the Queen gone. I've things... noticed this too. You have? Okay, good. Then it's not just, yeah. not just no, nuttiness. Been, there's been a lot. In fact, that was something this morning. I was uh, listening to somebody bitching about something. And uh, mm. and then I think on one of our, uh, one of those packages that we've got playing at the end of the show mix, there's a Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. Yes, 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 yes. Correct. But no, no, I have heard of more than a couple of times about Jimmy Savile. Uh, and, and then there's that picture going around that one of our, uh, Martin J.J., I think, or no, Paul Couture sent around on No Agenda Social. Uh-huh. It wasn't about Jimmy Savile per se, but it's a picture. And I question the validity of this thing, but you can find it on No Agenda Social. I may repost it. It's a picture of Epstein and what's her name? Uh, Jelaine. Jelaine sitting on a bench in a cabin in the woods, <laughs> and then the picture next to it is the Queen. 
in a more casual uh, uh, clothes, sitting on that same it's bench ba- in the same cabin. At Balmoral. Maybe. Well, no, no, it's wooden. It's wooden. It looks some, like something right. in Denver or but, Kentucky. But didn't they also have the pictures where they were all hanging out and they were sitting on the Queen's throne? Didn't they have those as well? <laughs> yes. I don't remember that, yes, but that's what yes, I would do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Come on, guys. Let's get on the throne. I'm going to poop on it. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think there was a picture of Ghislaine on the throne. I really do. I'm, I'm sure this was. Because that's how, that's how entrenched they were. Yeah, but, you know, Photoshop were. is dangerous, so. No, I but guess, I think yeah. that was admitted. Well, okay. It's you know what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> ah. ah. Now, I I have uncovered something I believe that is kind of important for our producers who may be considering uh one of the new updated shots, the updated heart dart. Um and I, it really it was it was really odd how I stumbled upon this, but it was it came so ma- this is our transition to covid clips. What you want to do something else? No, no, I, I got nothing on the queen. Go on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, so, of course, I'm referring to Karina Abdul, Jean-Pierre Van Damme. Um, and this was a question that came from the, the, the White House press corps. And, and it's like, why do you keep talking about, and this is, could have been one of our questions. In fact, it might have been a no agenda producer. What is this updated business? What happened to boosters? You keep, everyone's like, just get updated. Make sure oh, you're yes, up to this date. Was, I saw this too. And updated, this was, yes, yeah. They, they, they don't know what to do. Because, and I think the confusion, I think this goes to the CDC or the other group, uh, FDA, or somebody. I think it's that, well, you know, if people haven't, we're not going to make the other shot anymore, is what I think the manufacturer said. This is not going to be made. We're not going to make it. We're gonna, we got this new shot. That's updated, and we're gonna. And it's gonna be the, the initial. If you want to get a shot now out of the blue, you haven't had any shots whatsoever. You're starting with this, and it was getting confusing. Well, wait, why would I start with a booster? So I think they're just trying to try. I think they're they're trying. To, it's, I think it's a marketing problem they got, and that's what they're well, trying to change. The- that's what I. That's what I thought initially as well. And I thought the whole thing was marketing, of course. You know, the get updated is just like an app, you know, like charging your phone. And we've heard all the analogies. So I'm like, yeah, okay. You saw, the, you saw the poster, the FDA poster. That's, I think you, that's fake. I'm pretty sure that's fake. But the thing is, it could easily be real. So it doesn't really matter. It's very believable. It's incredibly believable. But there's something that uh, Kareem Abdul said that, uh, that, that leads down uh, perhaps something else. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you've been referring to this new shot as the updated COVID-19 vaccine. Can you explain a little bit more the decision to no longer be calling it just a booster? Well, we, we have to remember, we haven't seen a, a vaccine, a new vaccine since December uh, vaccine. 2020. Uh, our health and medical experts made an independent determination that we now have new updated vaccine, as you just said, to fight COVID. It is the first time that we have seen this type of up- updated vaccine, like I said, since December of 2020. And if you, and the message to folks that we are, we're, we are providing is if you're 12 or older. And so this, this right here, this is where I'm totally in agreement with you. This is marketing. She's even saying it. 
And what we're messaging now to people, okay, so this this is what you're messaging. Like I said, since December of 2020, and if you, and the message to folks that we are, we're, we are providing is if you're 12 or older, and it's been at least two months since you last got a shot, you should get these new updated vaccines right away. That's the doctor's advice. Right away. And they made this decision independently. But you do still need to get the first original dose before you can get this shot. The FDA, the CDC, they're still referring to this as a booster. So I guess why the discrepancy? Are you concerned that may cause some confusion? Well, I'm not going to get into like regulatory language on what to call this. I'll leave that to uh, a booster or a vaccine. Okay. We'll just lay, I'm just laying out with the. So I'm not going to get into any regulatory language. Oh, it's regulatory language. That's different. And now, I th- hold on. You're assuming that she's using her words correctly. I'm assuming that she was read in on why we have to call these things updated and not boosters. And she's very careful to say it's been since 2021 that we had new vaccine. She keeps saying new vaccine. Yes, I agreed there. Yeah. Uh, But she's not going to get into the regulatory of calling it a booster versus a vaccine. I think she's read in. And the reason in my mind is, and I did not know this. Well, she's going to not only be read in, she could be reading it. (laughs) literally (laughs) that's more likely than anything that's why she she goes on for another minute fumbling over this shit these vaccines now what do we know about the vaccines we know that uh uh there's no uh human trials at least not that uh, that we have any results from that seems to be normal seems to be normal because flu vaccines we do the same thing um actually can play a clip about that in a minute if we want to um uh, we know that we tested on mice okay eight mice there's some some stories out there that the mice didn't make it, but it doesn't matter. We test on mice. So what what is different about this vaccine? It's been approved under emergency use authorization. This is not an approved vaccine. Well, that's, that's not different. That's what the other one was approved under. Yeah, but that was approved. So you can't say this is a booster. It's not the same thing. It's a new vaccine that is, it's literally a new vaccine. And because they don't know what oh, it's I going see to what do. You're saying. you're saying that you, the problem that, okay, regulatory wise, yep. since it's not a, a, a true booster, it's just another shot of it's the a, same stuff. No, it's a new vaccine. It's the bivalent vaccine. This is vaccine. a new vaccine that has to be considered something else. And it can't be, you can, uh, but they want to call it a booster so bad because they know they have a bunch of these booster addicts. You know, the double boosted, double shot, double boosted. They will just jump on board. They want to get in line immediately to get their booster. Uh, so they're, they're, in a, they're in between a rock and a hard place and the marketing is concerned. Yeah, the re- well, booster is a real problem. And, and But it's, I think it's what they're trying to do is just ignore the problem, let everybody call it a booster, and then whenever they're talking, they'll just say updated. Well, officially, it's not, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. And that, I, that's probably, you're right. That's what they're going to do. And yeah. Well, you can call it a booster or, or yeah, this is going to be fun to watch how they're going to deal with this <laughs> right? problem. It's going to be fun because they're going to be like, blah, blah, blah. Well, we can't say it's a booster. We'll get sued. Yeah. Well, there's, there's already lawsuits oh, yeah. lingering all over the place. Well, and, and, the, and the regime is tightening down. Uh, listen to Dr. Drew. Uh, there's a new law in California about which determines what doctors and healthcare professionals can how, what they can and how they can communicate medical information. 
<laughs> and this kind of says it all. But I just want to explain how draconian this law is, this 2098 in the state of California. Literally, it would be the case that if you were, eva- if I was evaluating a patient, let's say you come in, you're my patient, and you come in and you say, uh, the CDC is recommending that I get this new Omicron um, vaccine, this bivalent vaccine. Uh, I'm concerned because what I'm reading suggests that it was only studied on mice. And if I say anything other than standard, um, uh, what, what would it be? Standard uh, empty slogans as specified by the academic and the bureaucratic <laughs> structure, which would be, oh, yeah. you're over 60 years old, it's recommended that you get this booster. If I said, Follow the proto. If I said, for instance, uh, you're right, it was studied on mice. Um, I'm probably going to recommend it my patients over 65, certainly over 75. I think it's worth the risk. Uh, there is antecedent, very, very similar vaccines in influenza. And this is sort of how we do it with influenza every year. We don't test it necessarily in, in humans every year. So it's a, there's a protocol out there. But if you were 30 years old, I would say, you know, there was just a uh, study that came out in circulation last this week that suggested that in men under 40, the risk of myocarditis is five times higher from the Moderna vaccine than from COVID itself. Right there. That would qualify as misinformation, even though it's factually accurate. It's a merely me discussing what's available in the medical literature with my patient. Let's say that patient was angry for some reason. That patient could make an anonymous complaint to the state. And he or she could go home and go, you know what, mom and dad and uh, brother and sister, you guys, I'd like you to make the complaint too. Here's here's what my complaint is. Uh, why don't you modify a little bit? I heard something you said in the public the other day I didn't like either. So add that to it. Each one of those complaints would be dealt with as though a police report had been filed for a criminal <laughs> action. It will require a full response with citations and will take months and months and may require hiring an attorney for each case. That is what they are doing. How about that shit? I love it. <laughs> I could. You were just cackling throughout the whole clip. You were so happy, it's hilarious. And these doctors, what have they did? You know, they brought it on themselves. True, true. But you know, they were they were all. This is. I don't think the COVID control of doctors was new. This control. This has probably been going on for a long time, and everyone's just been okay. You know, I'm just following orders. Where have we heard that before? Well, they always have this. I notice that's what Sutter Health does. They have this like a checkbox of things they recommend. And it, they say, why don't you, you should get a, this, you should do this, you should do that. And I always tell so I'll look into it. And uh, they don't, they never push back on any of it. They never really insist. Uh, well, you should get a this, you should get a that. Like they always would get it, you should get it. You're way overdue for a tetanus booster. I've never had a tetanus booster. And well, you should probably get one. I don't want to get one. Okay. Well, we we know we know from our producers with kids. Like if they say, "Well, you know, I'm going to hold off for a couple months," that uh, you know, many doctors, pediatricians say, "Okay, you can't be my patient anymore. Other, and we're going to well, write that, you I up did. and all this stuff." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's well. See, that doesn't happen around. And this is California. I think that when you when things get so onerous, I think they get they get pretty. I think they're lax in a different way. So so this is. So what we're seeing is total lockdown, total control of actual- By the way, but any pediatrician who does that should be outed, doxxed. Well, what's, anyway, I'm what, sorry. Yeah, no, what happens is parents are very afraid to do that because if they do that and accuse a pediatrician, they won't get any pediatrician. Do it anonymously. That's what the internet's all about. <laughs>
That's why we invented that shit, damn it. <laughs> Do it anonymously. So that's one end of the spectrum where we're clamping down, we're making sure the messaging is tight, the procedures are tight, the protocols are followed. Then we have the other side of the spectrum. Uh, this is Big Pharma. And man, listen to what they're doing. They're doing. This is about uh, an online mental health uh, outfit called Cerebral. And, you know, there's many of these apps. You've, I'm sure you've seen the commercial. I don't know how much TV you watch. I'm sure you've seen the commercials. Or you've maybe, maybe heard them. Maybe, too much. Yeah, well, you, you hear them on the radio a lot. Um, you know, if, if you're feeling down, you know, COVID, you know, been locked up, cooped up, you can talk to somebody. And then Cerebral, is a, this, is, this is great. They match you with the perfect therapist. Okay, so the AI and the did I say okay? The AI and the algo are matched. You know, they they match you with the right therapist, so you can talk to somebody. Is it a real therapist or Eliza? It's a real human being, um, and I think uh, therapist licensing is some strip reader. Listen to this story. The woman we'll call Yvette says she's long suffered severe depression, a result of sexual trauma in her youth. I was constantly depressed. It was just like this sadness, a sorrow that would just take over. She says she struggled to afford therapy, but then she saw ads like these. In my, life. my poor mental health was pushing everyone in my life away until I started using Cerebral. The ads from mental health provider Cerebral promised affordable prescriptions and therapy all online. I thought I was honestly signing up for something that was going to change my life in a good way. So she joined, first going through an assessment like this one. Then the system matched her with a prescriber. And the first time I talked to the prescriber, it's only about 10 to 15 minutes. Yvette says in that first roughly 15-minute appointment, she was prescribed three medications. And in a second appointment, equally brief, she was given two more, five drugs in all. But she says her symptoms got worse, and she contacted her cerebral prescriber to tell her she was having nightmares about hanging herself. And I was scared. And when I reached out to her and I... And I was just crying to her because I didn't know what to do. She said, I don't have enough time. I have to go to my other appointment. I've already spent enough time with you. The next day, a family member found her hanging from a dog leash in her bathroom. I thought I was dreaming. I thought I was... I was dreaming, but I was I was hanging and... I didn't remember anything. So... This is this should have immediate attention. These are pill pushing companies, and it I only it only dawned on me now. The company name is Cerebral, and they're the people who answer the phone are called prescribers. I mean, could it be any more cynical? Cerebral prescriber? Holy oh, wow. crap! I said, "Oh wow!" <laughs> are we transitioning from COVID? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm You're making these sneaky moves on me. I can't keep up. Well, this was just uh, important to let everyone know that to make sure that if your daughter's using... Don't let your kids do this thank stuff. You, thank you, thank know, you, thank you. There is... Uh, you know, and maybe, you know what, maybe these people also say, you know, you, 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 you may be trans. You need to talk to this. Maybe they, you know, I'm thinking that whole too, but I, I want to stick. I got two COVID clips I want to get out of before I go into that. I got tons of that kind of stuff. And I started looking into it. I started looking, not to transition the topic. Uh... I've, I've 
you know, this queer thing really only began in 1990. Mm-hmm. This is re- very recent You're, stuff. Are you transitioning now into queer? No, I'm sorry. I don't want to transition. <laughs> I think there should be the show to transition. Uh, Let's yeah. go back to COVID. <laughs> yeah, we are talking COVID. about the formulation <laughs> of this new vaccine. Yeah. And so I've got a clip from this guy, this character, you know, see your jaw, jaw. Oh, yes, Doctor Jaw, Doctor Jaw, Doctor Jaw. That's him. That's the that's the 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 White House. That's the Burks and Fauci of Biden. Jaw. Yeah, he's the Bur- 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 Burks. By Biden's Burks. Biden's Burks of Jaw. So he uh, he's trying to say the word curveball here. <laughs> he's Indian, so we're going to make fun of him now. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And so uh, I, I just want you to listen to this clip, this jaw and the curveball. And I don't even know what he's talking about, but he's he's trying to convince everyone that this great, this new vaccine. Barring any new variant curveballs, we've seen curveballs, but barring those variant curveballs for a large majority of Americans, we are moving to a point where a single annual COVID shot should provide a high degree of protection against serious illness all year. That's an important milestone. So he says we're moving toward this milestone of one booster per year, something more like an annual flu shot. It didn't, it didn't sound too too bad, curveballs. It sounded worse when I heard it. Uh, <laughs> curveballs, okay. Curveballs. Uh, making fun, of the, making fun of, the, of the Indian man, all right? All right. No, I'm not making strike, fun of him. Strike. Here's, another, here's the clip that I, I had to take. This is a two-minute clip. This is one of those EU Parliament clips. Uh, have you seen this guy? Uh, yes, I have. This is the Romanian um, minister. The Romanian yeah. MEP. It's interesting because off I, the rails. It's interesting because I did not clip that twice, and and I think it was because I thought you wouldn't like it. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's it's good. not. It's it's concerning. I think our marriage may be in trouble. We need counsel. It could be, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's. Beside the point, this guy, the reason I like this, because this wimpy woman who is the, the chairwoman. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Can you, can you please stop? She wants, you know, she can't. And this guy's got good points to make and none of us ever answered. This is just like a, a relentless rant and that who, goes and, on and, and on and on. And who is he questioning again? Who is he questioning? He's questioning the Pfizer guy. I think that both Pfizer and Moderna had representatives and he's yeah. questioning them. Yeah. And it's like typical... I mean, this is the European Parliament at work. <laughs> it's, just, it's beautiful. One or two guys. <laughs> we need. Can't a, shut we need. Up. A, we need a C-span of the EU Parliament. You know, C-span used to carry Prime Minister's Question Hour. That's or right. Was that's called. right. Yeah. Until uh, they Trump. stopped it. What yeah. happened? Boris. Boris Johnson probably. Uh, maybe. Here we go. Answer from Emma, which is showing for every vaccine. The kind of tests that were done. So in the, case of, in the case of Moderna, for example, you provided data showing that you tested these vaccines since 2017, 2018, 2019. So how were you able to test these vaccines? Back then, when we found out about this virus in December of 2019. Second question, the contracts. You mentioned here that there are some secrets or some confidential information in these contracts that should protect your interests. Now, the question that I address to you, what about the interests of us and the interests of the European citizens? Because this is how some of the pages from the contract between Moderna and the European Commission is showing. So I'm asking you. you It's completely blacked out. (laughs) Yeah, completely blacked out as those CIA documents. (laughs) You think this is fair to all of us? 
to talk about these vaccines. But haven't we all seen it? We've all seen the unredacted. You know, I remember us going through it. You know, the complete indemnification. If you can't pay us back, we take your harbor. Remember all that? We'll, yeah. we'll take your Navy ships. Yeah, man, it was great. Seems to talk about boosters, to talk about medical boosters. products when we don't know the clauses of these contracts. So the direct question to you, Mr. Bonsell, is when are you going to fully publish the contracts that you had both with the European Commission and with the member states of the European Union? Another question, the issue of liabilities. You were asked by our colleague here about the liabilities and you avoided to answer this question. So my question to you is, why are you pushing the liabilities on the states and on the people who receive these vaccines and might have, and I say might have, adverse effects, why you get all the profits? Nevertheless, the, bi- the bivalent boosters. This is the last question. Yeah, but you, already- you just stated here <laughs> that these boosters were requested by the U.S. government who also approved the boosters without trials on boosters. humans. So I'm asking you, do you think this is fair? Do you think we can go and ask the European citizens to be vaccinated with some medical products that were not properly tested or not at all tested in humans? Thank you. Steros, next time I'll deduct 40 seconds from your speech. This is an important issue. With all due respect, it's an important issue. And the reason why they are here is to answer questions. And I see that they are all avoiding answering concrete questions from my colleagues. Yeah, but it's also respectful. Yeah, yeah. Avoid hot tops, brother. So general uh, aviation. I think maybe other- I like that. That clip could carry for me because of the way he said the word booster. <laughs> it just was just so. It was a it pick was, me up. It was a pick me up in the middle of a maybe booster. a booster. <laughs> just, but he does make one point in there, which is yeah. We have to pick up the uh, liability, but they still keep the profits. Yeah, the profits should all go to the government. Boost, boost, boost. Yeah, you're you're a pretty good booster. You do pretty good on boost, that. Boost, boost. Uh, goodness, that that yeah. In in hindsight, I don't understand why I didn't clip it. Now, just a couple of uh, just a couple of stories, just headlines. I'll read. Cardiologist says, uh, well, maybe I should start with. You actually mentioned this at the top of the show. Um, adults aged thirty five to forty four died at twice the expected rate uh, this past summer. This is from life insurance data. But of course, a yeah. cardiologist who's in the news says that, no, no, this is uh, young people who are taking supplements, you know, from functional medicine doctors. That's killing them. It's giving them uh, heart uh, arrhythmias. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be taking supplements. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. yeah the supplements are killing people left like, and right. I hear right. that D3, man. It's like, it's killing people. Ugh. Um, cancers in adults under 50 have increased dramatically around the globe, which kind of, when I hear that, I think uh, of our president, Joe, will beat cancer. Mark my words. I wonder if, 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 you know, what they have here is like, okay, everyone gets cancer, but we have the antidote. Well, we, all, but we already had that clip of him saying he has cancer, which has not, <laughs> not been picked up by, by too many no. people. No. Of Remember course that? not. Yeah. Uh, influx of COVID babies who haven't hit milestones can barely speak when they should. And then this was pointed out to me, which was really a good point. Because I watched the Apple event, the... Uh, Wait, stop. What's this about the babies? I haven't heard about this. Oh, let me open the story. A speech therapist, I should have said, uh, reveals she's been inundated with wave of COVID babies who can barely speak. Parents paying up to 
dollars a month to repair the damage. So they can't speak. They've been masked. That's why. No, probably because you have to see the mouths moving. Yeah, they, around they didn't see any. Talking. They just heard sounds. They didn't see mouths moving. And they and they heard sounds that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's alarming. Um. So I watched the Apple event, and it was pointed out to me like every almost all these cool features are all pretty much to let someone else know when your heart stops. Even if you're out running in the desert, it'll ping the satellite. I mean, everything is about your, oh, you had an accident. Oh, we know exactly what kind of vehicle the accident was in. It's all this horrible shit. It's never like, if you fall in love, we'll recognize it and we'll light up your screen with all hearts and, and red. flowers. Send flowers automatically. None of that. It's all dark. That's all interesting. Emergency catch. features. Yeah, isn't it though? Yeah, for the paranoid. It's like everyone's <laughs> an old woman that can't get up. Yeah. Yeah, we used to laugh at that shit. Help, I've fallen and I can't get yeah, up. By the way, now it's like shit way too much. <laughs> Sorry. Cut it back. I can't help myself. I I don't know. That observation is almost worth writing a column about. There you go. That's phenomenal. Now, I want to just say something else. And I want to mention this because you'll never hear about it again. There's several publications today who are reporting on a revolution, COVID breakthrough, an antibody that has been found that may mean no more booster jabs. It's being called a, a, a true revolution. Oh, here we go. Tel Aviv University in Israel. Uh, and they've, you know, they've, iso- they've isolated this, uh, what is this thing called? Uh, uh, t- antibodies, TAU 1109 and 23.10. It was probably invented before COVID was, was engineered as the backdoor stoppage. Right. But I, yeah. I'm just, just saying, no, maybe. No, that's, that's, that's a decent point. I'm not, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll never hear about this again. So I just want to make sure we, we mention it because, yeah, you'll never hear about it again. What you will hear about is more fear. Remember, no airplanes into buildings. No, we're going we're going for pestilence. The governor of New York declared a disaster emergency today, ordering an expansion of the state's polio vaccination efforts after scientists detected the virus in wastewater on Long Island. The virus also turned up in wastewater systems in New York City and several nearby counties. An emergency, state of emergency over polio. A little longer report here. Disaster emergency in New York. <laughs> and just Shep does so much better than Nora. Disaster emergency in New York. Governor Kathy Hochul declaring it just today after health officials detected the polio virus in yet another county's sewage. They say it's a sign the virus continues to spread throughout the state. Authorities say they found a positive sample of polio in Nassau County on Long Island. Are there uh, Hasidic Jews out there, some other religious group? Because Shep is pointing it out, Nassau County. Remember Rockland County is where we have the Orthodox Jews. So I wonder what's in Nassau County. They previously detected it in wastewater in New York City. And probably Republicans. (laughs) Three nearby (laughs) counties. Governor Hochul says the order will allow emergency services workers, midwives, and pharmacists to administer the polio vaccine. It'll also better equip health officials with tools to curb the spread. In a statement, the state's health commissioner wrote in part, On polio, we simply cannot roll the dice. If you or your child is unvaccinated or not up to date with vaccinations, the risk of 
paralytic disease is real, I urge New Yorkers, he wrote, not to accept any risk at all. Goodness gracious. What is this? This is just fear-mongering. Your kid could be paralyzed. This Shep Smith is just selling polio vaccine. And I agree. It's very overdone. So we've got monkeypox. We've got it's oh, the most expensive county, one of the highest income counties in the United States. There you go, Republican. Told you. And the most, yeah, that's well. I'm sure there's a lot of them rich Democrats there, especially in New York. Right. The but, most affluent in the state, high school students often feature prominently as winners of the International Science and Engineering Fair. So go after them. Hey, you rich people. You better, better get on board with the program. I mean, kill a few kids. That's a good one. So then we have monkeypox. Um, remember I played the clip from uh, the White House's monkeypox czar? Dude. Oh, that, the, that, the, the S&M guy? Dude, he's not, he's not an S&M. He's into Satanism, occult. Yeah, Satan, Satan, S&M, and Satanism. No, he's got, the, he's got the scars. He's got scarification. He's got a big thing. You've seen the pictures of him? Yes. Why, why would anyone hire this guy at that level? Well, I guess that's who, that's who's at risk. They're trying to communicate. They're trying to communicate to a certain group. And I guess that's, that's the group. And he, he, he cleans up real, real nice. I mean, he's wearing the suit, but underneath is like, okay. And he operated like a, I think a, a club, kind of a Satanist type club in New York with his husband or boyfriend. Just this weird. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe totally, we're, it's so weird. Maybe we're just old fashioned and we you know, we're just like Oh yeah, yeah that's what it is. <laughs> we are you and me. Yes, you and I are old are fashioned. Old fashioned. <laughs> we we're just old fuddy duddies. We can't go with the times. <laughs> Satanism is so cool with the youngins. <laughs> uh Billy Bones was very irritated by a number of commercials he kept hearing, so he recorded two for us. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. So there's, you know, you heard it too, right? There's our, our old friend is back. Our old, our old friend Zika. Oh, yes, I heard that in there, yeah. And here's yeah. another one. Hey, neighbor, what are you doing? Hey, Carl, I'm putting screens on our doors and windows. What for? Zika. Zika. That's a flu, right? That's a virus that causes mild fever, rash, and red eyes. Doctors suspect it could also be responsible for microcephaly in newborns. But there's nothing to fear Small if heads. you just follow some basic rules. Like what? Zika, like other diseases, is spread primarily by mosquitoes. We need to get rid of those bugs. How? Mosquitoes breed in clean and stagnant water. Garbage, too. So we have to empty, clean, and cover all open water containers weekly. What about containers that can't be moved or cleaned? You can fill them with sand. Huh. 
Hey, can my boy still play outside? Yeah, but he should wear long sleeves, pants, and use insect repellent, <laughs> especially during sunrise and dusk. In a bubble. When mosquitoes are most likely to bite. Got it. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Anytime. Hey, Carl, what's up? Hey, Anna, I'm cleaning up to stop mosquitoes. For Zika? That's right. <laughs> we all need to do our part to stop Zika. What? Clean up, cover up, and keep it up. This message is brought to you by the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies and UNESCO. Mm-hmm. May I have your attention, please? Yeah. Zika, Zika, uh, Zika, 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 yeah. Where's the money? $1.9 billion. Zika, Zika, uh, Zika, 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 yeah. Where's the money? Small heads are coming. You're going to do it. You watch. We're going to have a problem here. There you go. Something's up. Zika's on deck, uh, man. Zika's on deck. Guys are gone out of. They're out of control. Is there a Zika vaccine? I should have looked. I I can't believe I I didn't do this already. I should have checked to see if there it'll was. probably be, yes. I I think so it was one developed. I think it was one of those uh, vex, vector vaccines. Okay, Victor. Let's see Zika virus vaccines. It's a DNA based vaccine. DNA, not RNA. DNA. Whoa, that's hardcore. Sweet. Yeah, you're right. DNA-based vaccine uh, developed at the NIAID Vaccine Research Center. Strategy similar to their West Nile virus. Uh, I don't know. It's like the virus, you know, thing where you insert something here, it's DNA, and then it does something when it gets in you. Stop Zika. (laughs) That, as far as I know, I don't know anyone in my entire life. Well, it's a bonanza. Ever had Zika? You can tell every small heads are coming. You could tell everybody to shoot up because it's not a problem. Anything that happens around you, anyone who has you know some kind of mysterious or sudden death, it is not your vaccines. Uh, Oh, you know, you may have you may have accidentally run into what what what's going on. They're looking for excuses to explain all these these fifty, sixty, seventy percent death rate increases. They're blaming on any, anything they can get their hands on. I have one. I think I have one. How about this? A new study is adding to recent evidence that some artificial sweeteners may not be safe alternatives to sugar after all. Adults who consume the equivalent of about two packets a day of aspartame were found to have an elevated risk of stroke. Aspartame is found in equal and NutraSweet. As <laughs> all of the blue? Drinks. And those who use similar amounts of sucralose found in Splenda and many sugar-free foods appear to have a higher risk of coronary heart disease. Boom. Nailed Splenda as well. Aspartame, which we know is not a quality product anyway. And this is NBC, Today's Show. I think that they're launching this. Because it's an easy, it's an easy one. Yeah, I've heard bad things about aspartame. Shit, maybe that's causing these strokes. I just heard about it. Yeah, yep. I also hear that aspartame can create mysterious clots. Several embalmers across the country told the Epic Times they've been observing strange fibrous clots in corpses they work with. They report the phenomenon started either in 2020 or 2021. They say the clots stand out because they're exceptionally big, at a maximum <laughs> as long as a human leg <laughs> and as thick as a pinky finger. The embalmers also say that clots in... Sorry. I'm just going to say this is not new. This has been going on for, for 
I don't know, almost a year. These yeah, but clots. That, they got the the video is you, know, you don't see that. Of course. Oh, I see. This is what I don't want to see because I've seen the pictures that these guys have shown. No, oh, no, this it's they, they got gross. It looks like a giant tapeworm. Yeah, they got jars just you know filled up with these these tapeworm like cloth things. Uh, but they did give a warning uh, beforehand. Uh, since but since you were not viewing, I felt I could chop that off. Thick as a pinky finger. The embalmers also say that clots in corpses have become much more common. One embalmer said Clots he finds them in 50 to 70 percent of all corpses he works with these days, up from 5 to 10 percent prior to the pandemic. It's not yet known if the new clots are caused by COVID-19, the vaccines, or something different. However, many of the embalmers say from what they've found, it seems like the clots are connected to the vaccine. <laughs> Some doctors really? speculate that the spike protein would, used in the right. vaccines uh-huh. can cause string-like structures which the body doesn't break down. The clots found are lacking iron, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, which, according to experts, shows that these aren't just normal postmortem clots, because normal human blood always has those nutrients. I just wanted to play a new Tang Dynasty clip, really. Yeah, I was going to call you out on it, but what am I supposed to do? But, but it's not a, it wasn't a bad read. It wasn't a horrible read. It wasn't the worst. No, but it was it in was, that It was in the, in the category. It's a, it's a second yeah. tier, a second tier. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sorry. So uh, aspartame, which was first brought on the market in 1981, now they're just concluding. After, by the way, it was introduced to the testing from in 1974, got tested for, what, seven years? And, 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 it, then, and it was rejected, and then it was approved after? It finally got in, but in 1981. But so now... Hold on, hold on, what, hold on. 40... Hold on. Yes, th- wait. Before you go there, who was the CEO of the company that made yeah, aspartame? I know. We, we, you, this is your, one of your favorite topics. I, I'm trying to avoid it. Why? Uh, Why are you trying well, to avoid it? I'm giving people, giving people no, information. I, because it's not, okay. The reason is because the point I'm trying to make is it's got nothing to do with the Rumsfeld. The point I'm trying to make is that after 41 years of being on the market, known to be a problematic product, which is what you like to talk about. I don't like it either. But after 41 years, now they're determining that it's causing the strokes that are showing up out of the blue. Does that make sense to anyone? I will continue my story. I apologize. I should have waited until you finish, but I was already, I already knew what you were going to say. The, The connection is Rumsfeld, who was the CEO of the company that, uh, tried to get aspartame approved, was rejected. Then he became the Secretary of Defense. I would say Dick Cheney is about to die. If if the aspartame thing is real and they're going to blame everything on aspartame, Dick Cheney's on his way out because he was involved in that. He was involved in all that trickery to get aspartame approved when they got Rummy into the administration. So that's why maybe after 40 years. Or maybe he just said, screw it, I don't care. Just go ahead. Oh, for one thing, you, 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 you've made an element, elemental elemental mistake. Oh. Dick Cheney can't be killed. He's, he's <laughs> immortal. Wait, just unplug it. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that battery pack he used to be carrying around. Remember he had to say, oh, I have my heart in this box here, and he had this shoulder... Shoulder strap, and it was like a fucking battery. Had, that's when he had the, 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 the motor for a battery. That, I don't know. This what. guy's had his heart changed out so many times, it's ludicrous. He's like, uh, what's it, Tony Stark with that thing in his chest he has to replace every once in a while. 
<laughs> it's like bullshit. Hey, you're saying right. bullshit, man. He's back. I'm going to stop it. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue with your spiel. Oh, well, I think that was my spiel is that we're just, we're just here. Here's, well, we can go into, uh, by the way, clots and corpses. Hello. Hey, I wrote it down. I wrote it down too. <laughs> it's like, wow, these guys are good. <laughs> Doing a good job. Um, yeah, let's let's we do a climate change for a moment. <laughs> you know, climate change is Actually, a well, weakness well, of mine. Well, here, this this will. How about the Ukraine? How about when, Ukraine? It's okay. Well, I was going to transition us from COVID to climate. Oh, because you like the you like the alliteration. No, because that's what that is what the programming is. The programming is to uh, keep you afraid. You know this. Okay, this, well, let's see. What were the thing? The, the giant plagues, pestilence, uh, and some flooding. The, I the think the four horsemen. Like, you mean the four horsemen? There was something to do with of the apocalypse. I, I, you're right. COVID would be, or I'm sorry, climate would be next. Okay, go with climate. Yes, um, but I, but I, I truly think that what's what's happening is you know we we've been trained everyone all the whoever's running whatever see that okay people are trained enough they will do everything they will now listen to us you know portland this is a note from one of our producers um our local power company issued a public safety power shutoff notification under the guise to prevent wildfires climate change of course uh we are set to have strong winds for the next day and a half and what they're doing is turning off the power in locations where the fire risk is high so it's going on and off and everyone keeps getting messages you know oh (laughs) but this is training this is actual training to do as you're told and if you don't well obviously you opted in and you will take control of your thermostat i mean this is definitely all all happening and then here's noah harari not hiding it uh world economic forum advisor and you know a a scholar revered around the world by the elites. Many of the scenarios that I, I outlined before the pandemic, I didn't outline them as a prophecy, but just as a possibility. Maybe it will happen. It's not an extremely deadly virus. It's not the Black Death. And look what it's doing to the world. So now just try to think what will be the implications of a much bigger uh, problem like climate change. Also, conceptually, it shows that, um, and here I completely agree with you, Radgar, that it shows you that you can change things on a massive scale. That, um, and again, you can stop all flights. You can lock down entire countries. You can actually do that. And uh, life goes on in some way. And this, I would say, may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal also with climate change. Oh, there you go. Training, it's stage one complete. Good to go. And I, I think that what's happening in California and how that's being handled and the, the lies and the jacked up temperature numbers and just saying this has never happened a thousand years, this is all part of it. It's weather whiplash on the West Coast Woo! from Whoa! raging wildfires <laughs> to flooded freeways. Tropical storm force winds kicked up rough surf and down trees. This is all too much at once, especially for this time of year here. 
Hurricane K pummeled Mexico's Baja Peninsula, but turned out to be friend rather than foe. As it faded to a tropical storm, it dropped several inches of rare September rain on Southern California, giving firefighters battling a deadly blaze east of Los Angeles the upper hand. But massive fires in Northern California and Oregon are still burning. The explosive mosquito fire north of Sacramento is now the largest in the state, sending a plume of smoke and ash 40,000 feet in the air and forcing more evacuations. It's terrified because everything I have is my home. You know, I'm retired, disabled. Everything I ever worked for is up there. Everything. California's historic and seemingly endless heat wave is finally coming to an end after smashing records and straining the state's electrical grid. Many areas endured 10 days of 100-plus degree heat. Oh, straining electrical grid. But you guys made it, California. You did it. The grid didn't go down. Go pat yourself on the back. Uh, best clip on climate change for today, and then I'm done with climate change. Uh, is Pierce Corbin. Tell me you've seen this. Pierce Corbin, the brother of Jeremy Corbin. The, uh, the No, I'm, I'm sure I haven't seen it. I would remember Pierce Corbin. Uh, so Jeremy Corbin, uh, what is it? does he run the Labor Party still? Is that what no, he No, 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 no. He was, no, he was mayor, long, he was mayor of London, gone. and then he was, what was, he was... No, he was never mayor of London. Was. Was, Boris and this, and this Arab guy was mayor, or uh, mayor. <laughs> Arab guy. Corbin was just a socialist that was the top of the Labor for a long time, and now, as far as I know, he's not... I, he may still be an Emmy uh, prime uh, uh, member of parliament, but I don't know. Mm. Well, his brother, Pierce Corbin, Pierce, is a astrophysicist, and he goes on RT. And this is clearly the RT guy sets him up, and it, it's just a little funny banter. But it's great to hear this alternative view as to why we are witnessing this uh, this uh, these this horrible climate change russia's deadly wildfires the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change let's now cross live to london to discuss this with piers corbyn he's an astrophysicist and also founder of weather action uh, good to have you thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in london so what we are seeing here is a drastic changing climate aren't we well Climate has always been changing, uh, but this is nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognised as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia? Well, and surely well, of course. man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No. Nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. Um, there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers. 
uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. They're nothing to do with mankind and those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of but, but, but are we not going to see this? Are we not going to see this again next year, the year on? I mean, it's only well, it's quite recent. That that's a very interesting question. These things do come in bursts, and we're working on that very question, those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England, for example, uh, which we've had. Now, will there be a series of these very hot, hot summers in, in Russia? We don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop, stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one job. <laughs> well, how come then so many climate change scientists uh, disagree with you and they get so much support well, for what they say? They're on a gravy train, for heaven's sake. <laughs> no, I did not see this and I wish I had. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? It's great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, now, he's an astrophysicist, so I fully expect uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, yeah. to come out he and debate him. He doesn't know anything about climate. Oh, he's on. No, he's. <laughs> that guy's full of crap. Why? Well, I dropped my mic. I'm a mic dropper. I am clearly <laughs> right. And then my favorite, this came from uh, my buddy Dave Jones, who works at a, uh accounting firm. So as part of the, which was it? Was it the, uh, yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act? Uh, one, of the, one of the things was the reintroduction of the $7,500 credit towards purchasing an electric vehicle, which everyone kind of loved. That was, that was, that was a, big, uh, a big incentive for Tesla early on. Uh, even in Europe, uh, in the Netherlands, they were giving away 5,000 euro tax credit if you just bought a, a Tesla. So it was all, and that was all uh, subsidized. And so, so two things happened, uh, you know, so this is like, I was like, oh, we, the, the seven and a half thousand is in again. This is great. And on the same day, we saw Tesla and GM and um, I think a couple others within a few days of each other, everybody pretty much raised their price by about $7,000. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is the tuition effect. But here's the kicker. Uh, you may only deduct this money if <laughs> the vehicle i'll just give you the four the three points uh this uh for year 2023 the credit you can receive the credit if the ve- the vehicle must be manufactured in north america and powered by batteries with materials sourced in either the united states or from free trade partners and the price must be be below $55,000 for a sedan and $80,000 for a van truck or SUV. Good huh. luck. Which one is that? No one has all that. Unless there's, unless there's one specific vehicle. Uh, actually, yes. The, uh, the Ford F-150 uh, qualifies. No, it has to be under 80000 The Ford. No, F- the, if the, if the F-150 electric is under 80000 well, they just raised the price. Well, Ford I know they did, but they F-150. raised it. They didn't bump it above 80. They, really? they actually started off at around 40. It was dirt cheap. They were giving it away. Let me see what it costs now. Oh, you're right, 40. Hmm. Does that include the battery? Yeah. <laughs> this is a really long well, extension Well, that's a good question. Cord. I can't say for sure, but I'm hoping it I get does. a really long extension cord? Or I mean, Okay, well, then, okay. Then I guess you're good to go. But... Uh, 
are the batteries and materials sourced in the U.S. or from free trade partners? And has it all been manufactured in North America? Probably that, yeah, I guess. I don't I would know. hope. It seems like this is not going to be easy. Most well, people, maybe it's just designed for the Ford F one fifty. Yo, that's possible. I mean, a lot of these laws are just like you put start breaking the law down, and it turns out that some Ford <laughs> guy who was a lobbyist pull it off. Yeah, it's like one. He's getting the high fives back in Detroit. One Ford Dearborn. model, one particular model is exactly in the sweet spot. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah you're probably yeah. right. That's what you do. Sick are these people. Yeah, yeah, sick. They're sick, I tell you. Uh, we might as well just wrap it up with uh, the meeting that took place uh, Friday uh, based upon Queen Ursula's five-point strategy of uh, taking money from renewable companies and requiring a uh, solidarity contribution from oil companies to pay for everybody's expensive energy uh, this had to be mulled over since it was a proposal. I'd say things look good. Faced with the need to keep electricity prices under control, Europe is opening the doors to imposing a levy on the extra revenues of energy companies. It's the idea that got the most consensus during an extraordinary meeting of EU energy ministers in Brussels Friday. The levy could apply to companies with lower production costs like renewables, but also for some fossil fuel companies, which will be required to pay a solidarity contribution. The idea is to use the extra to help the most vulnerable citizens and companies. We need to make sure that we will not let down our citizens and businesses. <laughs> when Putin started his energy war, energy war, he expected to divide us and damage our democratic societies and economies. He did and will not succeed. He did and will not succeed. Controversy swirled in Brussels on Friday, though, around the idea of putting a price cap on gas imports. Italy wants to apply one to all incoming gas, saying that 15 countries support the idea. But the majority, including the European Commission, prefer to apply a cap only to Russian pipeline gas. Next question. We have to take care that we will not jeopardize our security supply situation. The LNG market is a global market. Um, We are not among the peak three biggest LNG importing um, regions or, or countries and, and there is a very strong competition at the LNG market and, uh, and right now it is important that we can replace the decreasing Russian volumes with alternative suppliers. One thing all member states did agree on though was the need to reduce electricity demand in a coordinated manner. But it's still not clear if this will be done on a compulsory or a voluntary basis. The European Commission will present a new legislative proposal on the matter next week. Uh, it's already written. It seems like the, the, the cap on Russian gas is the problem. Everybody sees that won't work. Or maybe they're afraid. I don't know. Just seems like this is not, uh, not, a, not, not going the way, not going in a good direction for Europe. Well, it's not going the way they wanted. No. I do have one Ukraine clip since it's kind of. A side note. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Russians have left. Uh, I, I, I've been reading a lot of these Russian guys who are uh, kind of pro. I think they're pro Russian and they have these newsletters. I, I kept keep up with it to try to get a little balance. And they say the Russians have abandoned Kharkov before the Ukrainians waltzed in and said they took it over, you know, and there's a, 
the Russians are refocusing their yeah, efforts I'm, someplace else. I'm, I'm glad you, something fishy about. Yeah, I'm this. glad glad you're looking at this because I saw kind of the headlines, and I'm glad that you got into it. The headlines are like, oh no, you know, it's like Ukraine. Uh, they they won something. Like uh, it's kind of positioned. Hey, it's doing. It's, hey, they, the the Russians retreating over here. They're pulling back. It's kind of positioned as victory. Well, the fact is, according to these guys, and and more neutral people. The Russians just abandoned that this particular area, and the Ukrainians keep going in there, and there's no Russians around, and they wonder what the hell. And so they <laughs> shooting, shooting you know. in the air. Say, hey, man, just shoot something because this looks weird. <laughs> Fire and of course, and the Ukrainians are also rounding up anyone who remotely cooperated with the Russians and shooting them. They're pretty brutal. Oh, cool. Well, there you so, go. Uh, Besides that, let's see, here's what this report has to say. Ukrainian forces have broke through Russia's front lines in the eastern part of that country, retaking strategic towns and territory in a surprise counteroffensive that began just days ago. NPR's Alyssa Nedward reports from Dnipro, Ukraine. Ukrainian officials claim to have recaptured some 270 square miles and say their forces have made it to the towns of Izum, Balaklia, and Kupiansk all of which have been controlled by Russian forces for months. In his nightly address Friday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky claimed that more than 30 settlements in Kharkiv region had been liberated so far. Russia's Ministry of Defense and the Kremlin have not officially acknowledged the counteroffensive. But Defense Ministry spokesman Igor Konashenkov confirmed that Moscow's forces withdrew from Balaklia and Izum, saying, Russian troops needed to, quote, regroup in order to scale up efforts in the Donetsk direction. Yeah. And that's where we stand. The Russians are surrounding those areas that they've been trying to, you know, they claim they were uh, yeah. independent. And they're, I think it's maybe shaking out to what uh, was intended to begin with, which is to grab a couple of chunks at the over on the east and then keep a pile a, 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 Line, supply line to Crimea. I think there's been there's a problem, and we have competing factions. We have uh, the pharmaceutical industry pushing real hard for the new vaccines, and what that means is, uh, of course, they the promise is they will remain free, and I'm sure the polio vaccine is going to be free, and the the reintroduction of the Zika vaccine and the monkeypox is all free, and you know that's not free, of course, we're paying for it, and so. Who knows, maybe pharma has people over a barrel, like you better keep this going or else, you know, we'll drop a dime. So then we have the military industrial complex. And I think they're also kind of running out of steam and with these packages and this billion dollars a month. And they've got to kind of let everyone know that even though we don't have the headlines the way we had a, a month or two ago, so the National Defense Industrial Association, which, why don't they just call it the Military Industrial Complex Association? Jeez, National Defense Industrial Association. Uh, September 21st, they will be hosting the uh, their annual Future Force Capabilities Conference and Expo uh, in Austin, Texas, fitting uh, and Ooh, confirmed. You're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go. Confirmed keynote speaker is uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. No, he's coming in on video. But he's going to do a pitch. He's, pe- oh, yeah. he's pitching. We want more money. To the defense, more stuff. defense industry. Look, we've been moving your goods. We've been money laundering your stuff, getting rid of your old stuff and, and distributing it uh, down to Africa and elsewhere. We de- what, what, what's the slow up? <laughs> yeah. Where's the rest? 
mofos, hurry up, hurry up a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of putting it out there, isn't it, though? Isn't that just this like... This isn't going to last forever, dudes. <laughs> just put it in your face. With that, I'd like to thank you for your courage. Say in the morning to you, the man who put the C's in the clots in corpses, ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to my friend on the other end, Mr. John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Mr. M. Curry. In the morning, our ships are sea boost on the ground, feet in the air. Subs in the water. And all the games and nights out there. In the morning to the trolls over there in the troll room. And uh, before I count you, I just wanted to thank the trolls because I realized, uh, it was last night I was thinking about the show and you know going through stuff in my head as I'm trying to fall asleep. Always thinking of you, always thinking of the show. And... You know, and I always say at this moment, you know, trolls, you know, you're trolling and you know, which, which you are and you're ugly trolls living under bridges and you stink. But having the troll room, it gives me a lot of energy doing the show. It makes me feel like we're actually alive and that people, people care about what we're saying. So thank you very much for showing up every single show. Uh, now let's count Joke y'all. Out. There it's we go. Let me see. Let's just scurry along. Let me see how many trolls do we have. 2,200. 2,200. Very low. Is that very low for a Sunday? For Sunday, yeah. Uh, well, it's nine eleven. We had the same number on Thursday, which is a work day. Mm. It was. It's nine eleven. Maybe people are. Maybe the you know. Maybe they either this they like. Oh, these guys aren't talking about nine eleven. I'm turning it off. Nine eleven truth. Or. <laughs> or without that. Or yeah, they're probably going to talk about nine eleven. We get bummed out. You know. That could be. That's more like it. I'll tune in later when uh, when the pestilence segment comes up. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I want. What is the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Well, it's pestilence. There's uh, uh, what's starvation? What's it called? Uh, famine. Uh, famine. Famine. Pestilence. Uh, flooding is the word for this something. Of flooding. It's climate change. Uh, and there's a fourth thing. That's- the Antichrist. Well, I don't know if that's part of this group, but okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I think so. Well, somebody well, in the chat, you'd think one of these trolls who you've just insulted <laughs> as being stinky, uh, even though it is probably true, uh, should be coming up with these four items. Uh, well, you know what? I will have this answer. I will study this for the next show, and I will explain it so we can keep our eye on it. It's war, death, famine, war, death, well, we have it all. What's war. The, uh, war is one of them. War, death. We have death, famine, pestilence. We got it all. So we're good to go. Doesn't the Antichrist show up now? Or is he already here? Eh, he could have come and gone for all we know. Whoa. All right. So, trolls, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking so long to answer that. Oh, the four horsemen. Oprah, Bugs, Amy, and Doug. Okay. <laughs> Check mark. Okay. Uh, the trolls are in the troll room to, uh, to energize me and you can join them. What's cool about it is you can listen live, uh, during the, uh, during the actual recording that you kind of like a, a live studio audience, only the, you're not a laugh track, you're just a laugh track in my head. Uh, or you could join, uh, noagendasocial.com and we have registration open. Uh, we discussed that on the previous show. Uh, and it is, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Join? I forget what it was. I forget. I, I, I already forgot what the what the URL is to join. Um, here it is. I got it somewhere. No, I don't. It was uh, someone will tell us. Jeez, I'm it's, I'm really sucking. I think if you go to 
noagendasocial.com. You still have to pass the quiz, <laughs> which is not that easy as everyone is finding out. But then uh, we have thousands of slots available. And uh, if please use them actively because if you don't use it for a year, then you might get purged. You know, there might be a primetime purge on you. Uh, and when you're in, or if you use any other Mastodon server, which works just fine, uh, then you can uh, follow John C. Dvorak at noagendasocial.com or Adam at noagendasocial.com.com. And now to thank the um, artist for episode 1484, uh, which was on Thursday. The title of that one was Do It For Ukraine. And <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> often in our process, uh, post-show, uh, we'll get to the art. And I say, okay, John, you take a look at the art. I'm going to go to the bathroom, which is only partially true. I do other things. Uh, and sometimes it takes me longer. But then I come back and, you know, and, and sometimes John will say, well, I've got three or four. You are like, there's one great one here I like a lot. If I recall, that's how it went. And this is the one by uh, Dirty Jersey Whore. And it was the New World Order falling on the Wicked Witch of the, of the West or the East, I yeah, guess. Or the Queen. Or the uh, interpretation was open. And I thought it was very fitting for the show. And I, I, did we even argue about it? I don't think we had anything else. Well, there. it wasn't anything too competitive. That's the problem. Yeah. Let me see. What are people getting hung now, up today on? Today, I want to say, hopefully Paul Couture is listening to today's show so he can take off and ban this H4K character who has just posted using the... Uh, AI, the, AI generator. Looks like AI generated crap. With no, not even going through the template, doesn't say no agenda, it's just a bunch of miscellaneous art. That's not art. Uh, it's uh, just a whole page full of this junk. And uh, yeah. he, should be, uh, he should be ousted, <laughs> ousted permanently. Shadow ban him, man. No, uh, shadow ban, just ban. What shadow ban? I never believed in that. Sure. Block. Yeah, you are, you are the block man. Let me see what else was there. Because, you know, there's a lot of Queen stuff. I mean, you really think who did this? Dirty Jersey Whore also did the QAnon Queen Queer. And we're not going to use that. We do have some, you know, politeness in us. And then No Agenda with uh, Tonta Neal did this, the two-finger salute, which in the UK is like a middle finger. Yeah. We'll never use that. No. And in Italy as well. Um, hmm. And there's a lot of people are still doing a lot of small, small stuff. Yeah, they can't read. And occasionally something comes up with one of our faces in it, which is always rejected. Pretty uh, much. Show 300. Yeah. Like the queen as a, you know, as a, as a dead skull. Like, no, no. <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> I think these people are out to sabotage us, John. And the queen's dead meat. By correct the record. <laughs> Sketchy. And it's a, it's a package of bologna or something. has a queen's head on it, and it's called Queen's Dead Meat. Totally borderline. I mean, okay. Well, this is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's mildly amusing, but never to be used. It won't be used. There's too You know, I put uh, a piece on. I've been putting some pieces on for the newsletter that I just go back to look at accepted art from show 500, and there's all pages of quality stuff that can be recycled it's i remember then i started re- realizing there's a bunch of art, lost artists like thorin whatever happened to thorin oh yeah he was doing some he was stunning ass, art for a yeah. very long time huh 
That's a good one. just disappeared off the face of the COVID, earth. COVID. No, it was way pre-COVID he disappeared. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Dirty Jersey Whore. We do appreciate what you did. And uh, we will be using some of these images. Uh, if you're using a legacy app like Apple or Spotify, upgrade with the Podcasting 2.0 app. And uh, you can see we have chapter images and links. And Dreb Scott diligently does all the chapters. He'll put some of these, these whacked out art pieces in there, which you look down at your phone, you'll see it right away as we're talking about it. Uh, newpodcastapps.com. And let us thank some of the people that Jen Briney was talking about, the value for value contributors who support this show, support the work that we do. Um, the way, and she said it so eloquently that it's wild, it, it varies wildly. Uh, some people can't give very much, but that's a lot to them. Other people give a lot. It may be not that much to them. It's, it's whatever value you attribute to it. We really appreciate the time, talent, and treasure that people bring to the show. So uh, our first executive producer is from Las Vegas, Nevada. Am I reading this right? And there's no note from Paul Helmick? I have a note. Thank goodness. Why don't you read the uh, note? Because this number is... is it? Was yeah, this, know, he gave, gave 5000 which is now being held in abeyance until I get his note. Um, the, I he, mean, was this a fat finger? He, or the just, one... I sent you a video. Oh yeah, of him. That's him. Yeah. So he his note was this: use this as you see fit. And then he sends this Facebook video of him ranting uh, about this artist, uh, Paul Duda, who should probably give him the douchebag. We can douchebag him. You can do that. Uh, Paul Duda. Hmm. Yeah, Paul Duda. Okay. Wow. And. Uh, He's uh, he rants for twenty two minutes plus on this video. I saw some of that, and I couldn't I couldn't place it first. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, I sent it to you for that reason. Yeah, but I didn't know then, you didn't say that he's. Uh... I I told you that I'd tell you on the show. So he said he says use this as you see fit, and then he sends this video of him ranting. Then he says, "This is me, Paul M. Hem Helmick, H E L M I C K." So sole owner and CEO of Data Ready Technology, and he runs this company. And he says, "You and Adam are free to use all the content as you see fit." And then he says, "If you want to transcribe shorter producer note, just let me know." So I sent him a note saying, "Yes, uh, I would love a shorter." And this is what I said: "I love a shorter producer note, something simple. Push out a few knighthoods or something. Plug your company, etc." And then I commented on the video, which I thought was inappropriate. And uh, I haven't heard back, so. Wow, this is an interesting story. Well, Paul, so we're, we're keeping it in abeyance until we've heard back from him, just to make sure that he, he's, he's okay? Yeah. That's a good idea, because that video, <laughs> it was pretty pissed off about some stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, next on the list is well, Benjamin. But let, me, let, me, let me give him a double up karma. I mean, if oh, yeah, nothing else, sure. I mean, this is incredible. You've got uh, double up. karma. Benjamin Nidus in San Francisco, California comes with 438.50. As a recovering sociology major, uh, he came to his, re- came to his senses. Hmm. My raise marks an exit from the proletariat as I become bourgeoisie for San Francisco. I am now, uh, I am now a hashtag oppressor 
in all conceivable hierarchies of intersectional Marxism, suffocating in privilege. Whoa. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yes, yes, I got it. <laughs> intersectional Marxism, suffering in privilege. Great show. Jingle, pina colada. If you're white, you're a racist. If you're male, you're a pig. <laughs> if you're cis, you are privileged. Skin is shaming if you're big. There you go, Secret Agent Paul, one of his better ones. Yeah, that's a good one. Been around for a while, too. Thank you very much. Uh, then we have uh, Wukash. Wukash. In München, Deutschland. Hello, Deutschland. 333.33. Call me Wukash. Thank you for your courage. Jingles. Adam yelling Corona Warn app. Warn app. Oh, Corona Warn app. That's the German uh, Corona COVID app. And person sounding female saying no. Okay. Do we have a jingle of that? The What? The, the Corona Varn app? I don't think so. I'll just, I don't I'll, remember it. I'll just do it live. <clears throat> Corona Varn app! No. There you go. Perfect. Hey, you're welcome. Should have recorded it. <laughs> Sir Tyler Fox, the Viscount of the Airways in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, 333.33. Sir Tyler Fox, Viscount of the Airways here. I admit, it meant the world to me when Adam failed and tried so hard to get me an infection control startup funded during COVID. Hold on, that, this, oh, the well. word fail is not in that sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why don't you read that again, douche? It meant the world to me mm-hmm. when Adam tried so hard. I don't know why. Believe me, I was just this, I think if this, this is No, this is how you think of me. This is exactly, this is the problem. Uh-huh. It meant so the world to me when Adam tried hard, so hard to help me get an infection control startup funded during COVID. Well, that's nice of you. That's why I wanted to make sure you read it correctly. <laughs> now I'm asking the No Agenda Nation for help to build a product I've been working on for a year. It's way more fun than the infection control, and more fun is badly needed since la- since fun has taken a two to the head while in a jacuzzi with the cover on over the last three years. I've invented the world's first handheld cocktail creator. It's called a <laughs> Pnu Mix. Spell P-N-U-M-A-I-X, as in pneumatic. Oh, pneumix. Okay, pneumixer. Go to www.pnumix.com, all one word, to check it out. I'm asking all cocktail-loving, no-agenda listeners, which is all of them. <laughs> and I've, Pretty much. And I've been told, uh, and, I've, uh, and I've been to, I've been to enough meetups. Oh, I've been to. I've been two enough meetups to know uh, that is most of you. Oh, uh, to help. I don't know. You know, this, some people write in a f- kind of a funny way that I, it's impossible for me to read. To help out a fellow producer and a pre-order one of these things on Tuesday the 13th through our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign, go to newmix.com slash no agenda and use the promo code no agenda to get yours for $94. At, it was a 32% discount off of the MSRP. We will donate 10% of every sale using that code to the show. We're also a service-disabled, veteran-owned business. Adam, John, 
and the show, Adam, John, and the show have provided me unmeasurable value in the last 12 years. You two are a light in the darkness. Thank you and cheers. This is an excellent product. This is... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's this, you mix, it's like a thermos flask. And it has a, and you mix the cocktail, I guess you put the stuff in there, the cocktail mixes, and then it has a handle... And, and you, know, you so you can then pour it into a glass. Now, the video they're showing on the website is showing people basically on spring break squirting the cocktail into their mouth directly from this thermos. This looks like a, a good product. I think people will, uh, will gravitate towards it. The partiers will love it. Sounds like it, especially <laughs> if you squirt it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. Woo! Party Beaches on! Are open. Party on, baby! <laughs> Beaches are open. Sir Jonathan, the double-bladed paddle, is in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, also with that favorite three 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 dot three three executive producer donation number, requesting emergency health karma for my soon-to-be mother-in-law, uh, Lynn. She's oh, seventy-three. Kilo Echo Oscar or oh, Kilo Echo Zero India Hotel Tango. Sir Jonathan of the double-bladed paddle. Well, 73 is to you. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, we'll give her... Why is this... Sorry, I'm failing here. All right, Lynn, here you go. I'm going to throw a goat in to make it good. You've got... Karma. Sir R. Daniels comes up uh, from Colts Neck, New Jersey, 333.33. And he writes, ITM, gents. Uh, this gets me to my fourth knighthood. I remember being on the trading desk in Jersey City, our office on the water, watching the advance across the river. Unclear if it was coming to us. Oh, uh, yeah. He was yeah. watching the, the planes hit the towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. What do you think? I don't know. It doesn't look good. Uh, look at that one's on fire. Oh, look, another jet. Uh, lost many friends who I'll never forget. Watched them get signed out of AOLIM. Yeah. Sort of surreal thinking about it. Uh, I even forgot about AOLIM. How, how, but just think about that. Your colleagues, and, the, and you, they're still logged in, and then they're seeing poop, poop, and it's just all one by one log out. How yeah. weird is that? Stay in the building. When does somebody tell them to stay in the building? In more uplifting news, we had a great meetup today, yesterday, 9 10, with seven of us in Tom's River at the Garden State distillery huh. i'm a partner there my business well, cool. now we know my business part what do you distill what kind of stuff you're making spirits my business partner who is really in charge of gsd rick is a douchebag yeah. douchebag and needs to be called out as such a few folks at pv are getting punched in the mouth keep up the good work meetup audio attached yes i have right. that uh, have that meetup report from tom's river uh, up next, we have Cheryl Wetzel in from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, two from New Jersey, also 333.33, and I have her note here. Uh, see, in the morning, John and Adam, with this 333.33 donation, I am now Dame Cheryl, cowgirl of the Wind River Range, Wyoming. Nice. And I would like uh, dingle gin and steak served on a pitchfork at the No Agenda table, please. And she has a link there. She's in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Well, it doesn't mean she can't. She can still be the the cowgirl of Wyoming if she wants. 
Yes. Oh, I see. She's originally from New Jersey. My smoking hot husband, Mike, and I escaped the East Coast in July 2022. Ah, okay. There you go. They made it. They're safe. Unlike uh, our pre- unlike our previous uh, uh, multi-time night, who's still hanging out in Tom's River on the East Coast. Our dream of living in Wyoming fulfilled. Oh, nice. <clears throat> we have 10 acres near Pinedale, Wyoming, where the animals outnumber the people 10 to 1. Our home is a work in progress and the stables need repair, but we have freedom here and are strong on our strong and happy ranch. Best, best, oh, be strong and happy.com. Oh, that's their ranch, be strong and happy.com. That's a plug for Mike and his website. Sadly, we had to leave our No Agenda South Jersey and Philly tribe behind, but we all remain part of the best podcast in the universe. Love you, Cheryl. And uh, yes, Cheryl, we'll see you at the, at the round table. I got your, uh, your order in. Thank you very much. Huh. That's nice. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good move going to Wyoming. Although it gets pretty cold in the winter. <laughs> They'll Luca find out. Asberto, parts unknown. He's in the sweet Switzerland, it looks like. $333. Happy 52nd birthday to me on 9 11. And thanks for the sanity. Baronet Sir Spencer, 260 from Sherwood, Sherwood Park, Alberta, Canada. When I heard that someone from Carsland, Alberta, donated on episode 1483. I decided it was my cue to contribute again since I grew up 20 minutes north of there in Strathmore. Thank you, gentlemen. Baronet Sir Spencer, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Ah, lots of action in Alberta. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hintz in Dundee, Michigan. Two, three, four, five, six. Uh, favorite number. ITM, John and Adam, could I please get a shot of healing karma for my dad? Also, also a listener to the show. Uh, thank you both. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. You've got karma. Jill Nichols, Buxton, Derbyshire, Great Britain, 220, Associate Executive Producership. See my email for accompanying note. I did not see one. I didn't either. Hmm. All right. Make sure you we'll send We'll wait for your note, Jill. Note- Make sure you send it. Yeah. Notes at noagendashow.net. Yes. Send it there. And yeah, not... Uh- and don't, something, yeah. And put There's don- a lot of mistakes people make. And put donation. You know, none of this is, is on the donation. Put donation page. in the subject line. But if you send it to John and Adam at noagendasocial.com, it's never going to get to us. So be careful. None of this is on our donation page. The email address isn't. The fact that you need to put donation in the subject line. <laughs> but but we do have a mission statement. Hey, we got a fact. We're working on a fact. <laughs> we have a mission statement. <laughs> well, the mission statement. Hold on, oh, no, we already I'm did trying that. to karma here. Be quiet now. <laughs> You've got karma. All right, so that's next. A fact. A fact. A fact. Is on I, deck. I'm working on it with someone who I've lost track of. Sir, twelve thousand miles. Matthew <laughs> Wilson is now up. And he finishes off the uh, donations with uh, $212.78. And he's from Yuli, Yuli, Florida. Mm. I believe that's how you pronounce it. No jingles, no karma, no death jab <laughs> from Big Pharma. Trust the real CDC people. Curry Devora Consulting, CDC. Shout out to Adam's Fireside Chat with Texas Slim. We need more of these. Not that John's harrowing health inspection tales are any less engaging. <laughs> but seriously, Adam, I think there's an emerging market to get more people exposed to these kinds of thinkers. Just some food, uh-huh. quote unquote, nice. for a thought. Shout out to our new No Agenda-inspired youth soccer team in Chattanooga. The Mid-Clip Kickers. Mid-Clip Kickers. 
Hmm. We get some strange looks when our team yells, ITM, <laughs> at the top of our lungs in the huddle before the game. Oh, no, we need video. Ma- we need video of this. We need video. Along I need with our mascot, it. Dvorak the Dingo. Nice. Parading the sidelines. Few of us drunken donors stole him from Sir Chris Wilson's house. No jingles, no karma. <laughs> Sir 12,000 miles, Matthew Wilson. Uh, somehow I think that's not true. But yes, if it is, I, I don't think there's a live dingo floating around Florida. That's for well, they, sure. They may have them. I just wonder if they have them out. I love. I want some. I would like some evidence of this. It's, it's a to have a, a, a. I want the evidence of the ITM huddle break. Yeah. One, two, three. ITM. Thank you to these executive and associate executive producers for episode 1485. You are what is keeping our, us rolling. Um, and uh, certainly a big appreciation for uh, people supporting us today. We will also be thanking people uh, who came in under, uh, under $50 later, uh, above $50. Man, I'm, I'm a mess today. I think I slept too, too solidly. Um, under these levels, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, and of course, these credits are real credits, which work everywhere. Uh, if people care about credits, and I think most people do these days, I mean, you can join the you podcast. Put in the bio. You can put in the bio. The podcast industrial complex is always all jacked up when they see you've got credits. Got credits. Just say you're an executive producer and is a guaranteed career. And if you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to become a producer, learn more. There's a page for that with a fact coming. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. Thank you once again for bringing all of your time, talent, treasure to episode 1485. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. I have a few TikTok clips I think we should play. <laughs> you know, this is very fortuitous. I'm very excited about this because I have some TikTok analysis for after you're done. First of all, I do want to mention I'm now looking into this history of gay, uh, I'm sorry, gay, queer, uh, which has supplanted gay. And lesbian. Uh, and in fact, if you look at the gay flag nowadays, it's got that, that kind of the uh, transgender flag pushing in further and further yes is it pushing or is it pushing the g and the l's out it's pushing everything out the way i see it and it comes from the early 90s when a bunch of professors the same group of people that came up with critical race theory the same where it came from was critical theory the herbert marcusa and other communist marxist thinkers of the 60s uh, that pushed this this idea through the universities back then. It kind of failed and, and reemerged. Was, as it, critical the, was race it the actual? Was the actual? It wasn't the actual term queer. It was just the 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 theory of it. They didn't use the term queer back then, did they? No, nobody used any of these things back then. Back then, it was straight up Marxism. It had nothing to do with queers or or race or anything else. Mm-hmm. It's been rejiggered. It's that the Marxist ideas have been rejiggered, and they've put these items in, and it. Technically, should be called critical queer theory. Is this, uh, is this from the, the same school as the Marcuse people? It is the Marcuse people. Oh, okay, I got it. It's right. the same people. Only now they've they said, look, it didn't work the first time. We're going to do it this way. And the queer things come in, and it was called. It was never called critical queer theory, but it's been. It was called queer theory, 
And then it become, became something else, which it became queer studies. Queer studies has pushed out. Women's studies was the first to go, get rid of women's studies. And then uh, gay and lesbian studies, which was part of the uh, curriculum, is pretty much pushed out in favor of queer studies, which is really Marxism. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which is not completely gone, but which introduced queer theory into the academia, was gender studies, which is getting pushed out by queer studies. (laughs) So this is all a long-term plot by the communists, and it began around 1990. And you can start looking into it, and it's like kind of frightening how it snuck in. But it took that long to get into the mainstream, 1990 to today, 30 years, which is about how long it takes for these things to emerge. As, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's exactly what's going on. So you end up with a bunch of, uh, I wouldn't say lunatics, uh, that end up on TikTok making all kinds of commentary about the uh, about their uh, non-binary status, which seems to be the big thing. And one of the things that they do is a lot, a lot of these, mostly women, non there's men too, but the non-binaries are the ones that are uh, making the biggest fuss and the ones pushing it into the grammar schools and say how important it is to tell to teach little kids how uh, like three or four or five-year-olds that, you know, what gender's all about. And they have this interesting, I got two clips here, where a lot of these non-binary women like call themselves mix. And, and, I, would, and I would say before you continue, that Project Veritas has been showing, uh, completely unusable for the show, but have been uh, uh, putting up video, undercover, you know, a uh, hidden camera video of educators and the things that they say is is right in line with this. Oh no, we're going to say this, we're going to do this. Oh, someone uh, has conservative views, someone's uh, pro-life, out. N- not even considered for the and job. And no, anyone's a Catholic, out. Catholic, yeah, right, out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with this one uh, mixed woman. This is uh, mix. this is a She's having trouble with her kids, making sure she gets called the right thing. And it's a real issue for her. This is mixed coach ma'am. So one of my students asked me a question the other day, and I wanted to get TikTok's opinion on it. Because, like, I've done some Googling, and I, I still don't have a good response for it. So I work in Texas, right? I didn't grow up Texas. down here. I grew up way in the north. But you know how, like, the respectful thing to say to people is ma'am or sir, Right. Right, I've come out right. to my students. All my students know that I'm non-binary. Uh, most of my students call me mix. Most of the staff at the schools call me mix or coach, either one. But when it comes to that, a lot of people falter when it comes to it. Because a lot of people will still say, yes, ma'am. And one of my students came up to me the other day and was like, mix, what do I call you? Because I don't want to say yes, ma'am, because that feels disrespectful. But if I just say yes, that also feels disrespectful. Don't mind my cat scratching in the corner. <laughs> but anyways, my... Genuine question is, is there a non-binary way to say that? Because I didn't grow up saying stuff like that. That's not how I talk. No, you say anyways, which is great for an educator. This is a big concern about (laughs) stuff like this. They're they're just preoccupied with it. They have to ask the TikTok community, and I guess they get some feedback. Well, here's another one. I, I got a kick out of this because... I noticed this before that these women. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 whatever sorry, they call it. The days. Can I ask you a question? You're doing the research. Uh, so they have to ask the TikTok community. Does the TikTok community respond with their own videos or comments? Or, or Yeah. Yes. What, Com- yes. A lot of comments. But the problem is I'm stealing these clips. I'm having them pre-screened by libs of TikTok. 
Oh, okay. So you're not you're not actually on TikTok. No, that's good. God no. Okay. So I never get off. Because we'd have to have a... <laughs> as it were. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> Let's go with uh this is another person calling themselves Mix. And I think that's an interesting name to take on just because you're non binary, whatever, you know, according to the theories here. This mm-hmm. is take another mix with a kicker. In my last video, I told you how adults are my problem, and I have to get them to take me seriously, which means I have to consistently remind people to take me seriously. I have to set up boundaries. (laughs) If people do not use the correct pronouns, the correct language, the correct title, the correct name, then sometimes I am forced to remind them to. And if they continue to refuse... And I don't mean by accident. I mean to actively refuse. Then I get to a point where I maybe have to cut them out of my life. Kids, their brains are more elastic than that. They get it. They don't care. They're just here for a good time. And the queer ones, they see me. And they saw me before I was ready to be seen. So I do them a service now. And they call me Mix. (laughs) How do you do? My name is Mix. Now, what I didn't like about this, another teacher, what I didn't like about this clip, and it, which disturbed me, wasn't all this pronoun stuff, but about the kids are, are, are malleable, so they'll go along with the program. They don't care because they're here to have a good time. Now, in my opinion, kids have a good time maybe at recess and elsewhere, but in the classroom, they should be learning something. Yeah. Not, but not, no, no, they're here to have a good time. Okay, that's just great. Well, is, now, she, is a, she a kindergarten teacher? or She's down in that grammar school area. Okay. So here's another one. This is a, and by the way, that last one was, a, I would say, technically very attractive. And I can see why people get upset about the fact that she claims to be non-binary. Uh, now, here's one d- d- discussing the use of neo-pronouns and the fact that neo-pronouns can be opened to anything you could use the ones my wife likes to use she it um and and other anything you want to make up and there's a woman showing how you can do that with something let's say turning frog into your neo pronoun and how it could be used she's going to teach a lesson on using new or neo pronouns today i'm going to be teaching you how to use frog frogs pronouns and sentences so let's go frog frogs pronouns that sounds so cool Hold on a second. what was that chime she has a bell she rings. Uh-huh. MK Ultra. Today I'm going to be teaching you oh, how to okay. use frog frogs pronouns. And that's, sen- that's not, that, is that a bell that sounds like one of those god-awful chimes that you have? I, I don't know what it is. She does, it's off camera. She's got this thing clipped to death. She's yeah. very tightly cut. Uh, and she looks like a real character. Well, but this is what she would use in class. Trust me. Today I'm going to be uh, teaching I, you how to use frog frogs pronouns and sentences. So let's go. Frog frogs pronouns. That sounds so cool. And that's because it is cool. Because that means that the person that's using these neo pronouns is staying super curious about frog self and wants to know more about frog self. And I, as a non neo pronoun user, respect the hell out of that because that takes so much courage. I just wanted to mention that you don't need my approval. But anyway, frog is such a great person. Frog smile is so contagious. In fact, I saw frog make a whole audience smile i think frog should be very proud of frog self oh my goodness we made it through and if you need more help on how to use neo pronouns and sentences go here oh uh, these people need some hardship they need some real hardship in their life 
this is uh, what this they is need. not okay. Slapping would maybe no, help. No, we do not advocate violence. Let's. It's not violent. Uh, so let's go to queer talk now. Now this is off. A, this is a different track here because I got two more TikTok, three more TikToks, but two more mm-hmm. that are relevant. But I'm trying to stay on the same level of topic. So let's go to queer talk uh, with Wendell Perez out of Florida. In January of uh, 2022, I went to um, my daughter's elementary school to deal with a very sensitive incident. My daughter attempted suicide by hanging in one of the school bathrooms. My wife and I were told that, uh, by the school counselor that it happened because of an ongoing issue with her gender identity. We were in shock because our daughter never showed any signs of questioning her biological sex. Um, we were told that they knew about the gender issue due to meetings they were having with our daughter. Oh behind our backs. We learned that during these meetings, our our daughter's confusion was affirmed and validated through the use of fictitious male names and male pronouns. Our daughter uh, was living a double life without our consent or knowledge. She was affirmed and socially transitioned in school. Due to the nature of the incident, uh, our daughter was vacaractive and taken away from us um, with minimal contact for over a week. This is uh, Florida? Yeah, it's yeah, Florida. Yeah, this is Florida act. of all places. That's where they had to put these laws. So, so she was being, uh, she was a danger to herself and others. That's, that's the Baker Act. Yes, and so they had, uh, at school, they ter- got her to be a boy. Through one of these, I'm sure one yeah, of these. Yeah, the cere- cerebral uh, prescriber uh, helped her. And, and and one of these teachers, one of these uh, non-binary mm-hmm. teachers. Mm-hmm. Tick, TikTok the, teachers. TikTok teachers. And so she got all screwed up and tried to kill herself. So here's, oh, this goodness. continues with this, with the second part of the description. Then there's a kicker. Until she was released uh, under our care. As a family, we had to pick up the pieces, uh, clean up the mess, and start a period of painful healing. However, we decided as parents from the beginning that we were not going to affirm the, the, the dysphoria. Uh, we were not uh, going to validate the, a delusion contrary to uh, the recommendation from some professionals in the field. We provided, um, actually we did provide it, uh, unconditional support uh, with proper mental health care and non-affirming therapy to our daughter. Underlying disorders like depression and anxiety were properly treated. We removed her from the school environment and placed her in homebound. We brought her back from her confusion. She is steadfast and sure of her gender and the suicidal ideation is gone. Okay. Yeah. So a little homeschooling never hurt. So that follows up with the third part of this clip, which is just I, I didn't understand. The, I didn't understand the broke her back part. Maybe I, I shouldn't take that literal. No, it broke. You know, it's, it's a it's a term people use. It's okay, a, I got it. Kind of harsh, but I got it. So here we go. This semester, actually, she is ready to go back to the brick and mortar school setting. 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? Let's stop. Let's stop the whole thing. What? The brick and mortar school setting is what started this problem. And now we got her back on track. She was sending her back to school. Are you kidding me? Wow. Now, uh, is it the same school? Or diff- I, well, they didn't say, and it mm. never was explained, but he, this was a testimony was given before some, some hearing in wow. Florida. But, you know, I'm, I've got all these clips, and I've been doing this for now a month or two, and I just don't, I was just dawning on me, even though I, I did look into the whole history of the, of the change to queer, that flag with the, and what's that circle inside the new flag? The newest flag I've seen has got a big circle they use in the, I don't know. yellow. But- there's a yellow part moving in, and as 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 the transgender part moves out, the gay flag, which was artistic, and this is just horrible. I looking. expect a full report. Well, I'm going to figure that all that out, but I'm looking at this after all these clips, and all I'm doing is this part of some massive psyop. <laughs> uh, interesting, you bring that up. Uh, well, you know, Yuri, who was the guy's name? Yuri Benminov or the, the Russian guy who I think in the late 80s or 90s literally said, oh, no, we're going after the kids. It takes, you know, a, a full generation. Yeah, the, the Russian ex-KGB guy. Yeah, that guy. I mean, that's. Yeah, we've all seen that. Uh, the We probably have a clip somewhere. But this seems so much like a psyop at this point, especially with all these doctors that have all. Yes, you. You can maybe back off from the PSYOP idea and say, hey, there's just money to be made here. And these creepy doctors, and I got a couple more clips, these creepy or, doctors. That- or, or is it coming from the reverse? Is it coming from the creepy doctors first and whatever they're prescribing? I'd say, go to- I'd say there's more people who would probably be on some form of uh, SSRIs or some other stuff that we don't actually know how it works because people have anxiety. And once you've got them in that, and they never report on the correlation, but once you have that, maybe you can suggest all kinds of things. Yeah. So PSYOP, yeah, it's, it's just an expanded program. I think that's, to me, that seems like the, it's logical because there's a lot of evidence for it. Let's go to Christy Olensky. This is the Yale. She's at Yale. And it's a Yale gender department. They got a whole thing going. All these universities <laughs> yeah, have got something like this. Skull and Bones. That's the Yale gender department. <laughs> and here we go with her going on about this and that. I'm a clinical psychologist by training, and I am the director of the Yale Gender Program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, three to 25, and their families. We um, help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary. We help them with their gender journey, um, thinking through that, thinking through the risks and the benefits of uh, medical intervention, uh, starting medical intervention, um, and also building supports around them. And I love what I do, so it's really, really wonderful to to be working in this field and to be working with individuals who are gender diverse and gaining their support and helping them on their gender journeys. How's your agenda journey? Gender journey seems to be the code word. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like if you use that term, uh, I think you're seen as part of the... In crowd. Yeah, the cognoscenti, we'll use that. 
um, you know, you're in the know. You know what's going on. You're saying gender. Drink. Here's another one. This is a this is a show that's on TikTok called The Daily Doctor Facts, mm-hmm. and this is a woman, a, a female, purportedly a doctor. I don't know. I have no evidence that she is. The, the Yale one was official. So that, and when Yale's in on this, you know the the country's culture has got issues. Yeah, <laughs> this is bad. Yale, to- bad. <laughs> but, wait, but let me finish this. She's and then, anyway, she's from Minnesota, and she puts out this daily doctor facts, and this is one of them. We need to talk about what's happening in Texas. The governor is trying to take away vital health care for transgender kids and labeling it as child abuse. Giving gender affirming care to transgender children is medically necessary and supports their health and well-being. Did you know in many states you can get certain types of health care without your parents being there or ever finding out about it? It's today's Daily Doctor Facts. To figure out if you can get care since parentals, go to your state health department website and find the laws related to teen health, consent, and confidentiality. Man, there's so much money flowing through this industry, John. It's, it's just look at all the NGOs, all the nonprofits. There is money everywhere for this. Where does that money come from? ESG, it's corporations who are propagating this. This is part of my issue with the, the podcast industrial complex. Only, you know, for this, oh, you know, big corporations, we're going to spend $200,000 for a six-episode podcast, and we're going to hire these BIPOC people to produce it. Well, this last clip was annoying because it has a doctor showing kids how to bypass parental consent. Yes, that's of what course. it was about. It's horrible. Go to these websites, you'll find what the law says, and in many cases, you don't need your parents. So you can do what you know. So you, and then the teachers will help you keep this information from your parents, <sighs> just like pedophiles do. Keep a secret between you and me, and then the, the parents don't need to find out. In fact, it would be bad if they found out this sort of thing. And this is rampant, and nobody seems to be doing jack about it. Everyone's afraid. They're afraid. They're, if they're, I mean, look, we had the clip of the the guy, and he's a he was in plastic surgeon. Oh, okay, I can do this. Once you're over the, see, society has has convinced these people. They've convinced themselves that it's okay. This is all right. This is good. It's healthcare. What, you mean genital mutilation? Well, no, but yeah, if you, if you if you call it mastectomy and stuff like that, but if you call it gender. Uh, affirming. Gender affirming care. You know, this is why your gender journey. You mean the pain and the uh, and, and the depression. You know, Tucker Carlson has a series about this. I haven't even had the heart to watch it yet. Oh, you know, well, it won't be any better than what we're doing. But well, what it is is people who who uh, realize they made a mistake and uh, oh, the people that that's horrible. But look I've, at what I, they do. I, I, I have no clips of that because it's no. so pathetic to listen to them. It's just terrible. It's terrible. And in fact, I'm in contact with, uh, there was a woman on Twitter who was, uh, uh, was a guy, was a woman. She tried to go back and forth and it was, she's, she's a, she complains a lot and, and makes a, a fuss about people who are dipshits. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was being attacked. I had to come to, I gave her some support. But uh, what did you do? Did you like her tweet? 
Was that your support? That's nice. That's nice that you feel that way. <laughs> Click on the heart. Leave her alone. <laughs> so, uh, but dude. no, it's, this, is, this is a pathetic situation. And it is at the highest levels of society that Yale, and it is part of, it's Marxism. And it's a form of Marxism they've snuck in through this back door. It's absolutely, to, just to be honest about it, it's quite beautiful to what they've managed to accomplish. It is stunning how well, they've done this and everyone falls in line. The idiots that, that don't just say no. It's a lot of people have pointed out, hey, just say no. It's Marxism plus because they've got the cerebral prescribers on board. That's the problem. We're, we've drugged the kids up, you know, because anxiety is accepted. Well, it started, definitely started with, because if this all began in the 90s and it was a form of brainwashing and propagandizing that took 30 years, the, the drugging the kids up began before that. And it, it left the kids in a situation where they could, uh, they could be taken advantage of. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Lexapro, the top of it's my a list. Confluence. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> That's for sure. These things don't just happen as a coincidence. So you can imagine that uh, a lot of Republicans are mad at TikTok. And big tech is starting to warm up to this. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those. I'm sorry. I'm doing too much of that. These screw those TikTok guys. Hey, these guys no good. They're controlling our children. They're very careful about that. They're, well, yeah. the, the algos, you know, it's, it could not be. Well, you know, they could just be putting anti-American stuff uh, and control people. And so I'm like, this is interesting. Why all of a sudden do we have Silicon Valley and politics? And it's not just Republicans now. In fact, uh, the Kara Swisher is doing her D conference, or just had her D conference this weekend, and um, this is a big topic of discussion. TikTok. Oh yeah, no, everybody agrees. She's been trying and trying and trying to get an A, a B, or even a C. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, sorry, I'm a little dense. So she, so you know, she's bringing this up with everybody. Do you think TikTok should be banned? So she's, she's, a, she's a real insider in Silicon Valley. She pretends she's not, but she is. She, and a lot of people tell her stuff. And so it, it's this, I'm like, what is going on? Are we really going to... This is a Trump thing. Trump wanted to get rid of TikTok. Oh, no, we can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not so sure it's the spy apparatus. Well, it is, but it's Oracle. Remember, Oracle is doing the database. Um, it's an American company up front. We know that LexisNexis is doing the verification it's the of the eyeballs. Users. It's only the eyeballs. Exactly. Let me read some headlines for you that I found. TikTok is upending the music industry and Spotify may be next. TikTok is the new Google for, for some young people. TikTok execs suggest Instagram and TikTok are eating into Google's core products, search and maps. So instead of searching on Google or Google Maps, say, oh, I'm in uh, Fredericksburg Fun Restaurant, and they go look for TikTok videos of people experiencing the restaurant. It is, it, this is a huge, Amazon ads top engagement ranking, but TikTok holds the innovation crown. And then we get Senate Bill 673. To provide a temporary safe harbor for, oh, that's, uh, sorry, that's separate. And then we, we get, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, I'll open this story here. 
Ryan Kavanaugh. What was this? Mr. President, you have protected your family by banning TikTok for them, but what about your country? So there's there's all this like patriotic stuff, and but he's lo- banned Hunter Biden from uh, and lo and, and lo and behold, uh, September eighth, the White House posted a readout of a White House listening session on tech platform accountability. Oh yeah. And here's just the opening. Today, the White House convened a listening session with experts and practitioners on the harms that tech platforms cause and the need for greater accountability. In the meeting, experts and practitioners identified concerns in six key areas. Competition, privacy, youth mental health, misinformation and disinformation, illegal and abusive conduct, including sexual exploitation, and algorithmic discrimination and lack of transparency. And there it is. The tech sector is is in trouble. It's it's really eating into even the FCC. Oh, says the FCC commissioner, we have to take action against TikTok. They are this they're eating TikTok's lunch. That's why Podcast ads are crap. It's, it's not true. All this money is going to TikTok. Read Advertising Age. Read Ad Week. TikTok is where all the money's going. It's a big problem. And it's a huge problem. They don't need this aggravation. They should have gone along with Trump. Yeah. So now, they, yeah, because Trump was at least pure about his motivation. Now they're going to take it down. They're going to do everything they can. And this will be interesting because the mistakes can be made. Because you're, you're right. I think you're right. TikTok is just, they've got algorithms that just, I mean, if that's why I was, I questioned if you were on TikTok, because if you're on TikTok and you start watching these videos, yeah, you'll never be able to tear away from it because it will just suck you in. You'll wake up three, you know, three hours later, like, what? what I've seen it. I've seen it. Grown men. I've seen this. It's, it's, it's sad. So th- I think this is a big deal. You know, this is the government working with other corporations to squeeze a competitor out. Yeah. It, it's become a huge competitor and they can't deal with it. I mean, it's not as though they're not making enough money. I mean, just look at the billions and billions of dollars that these companies bring in, but they can't have something like this because it's starting to gain momentum. And they, the problem they all have is they know that before they came around, there was somebody around before them that was doing the job well, and then they wiped them out, right. which is what happened to every one of these companies. I they mean, all get wiped before out. Facebook, it was that, uh, I can't remember the name of that operation. MySpace. It went, MySpace. And before MySpace, there was LiveJournal. And before that, there was something else. GeoCities. GeoCities. Well, GeoCities was kind of a, a website operation. But whatever the case, these things come and go. Except when they get to the big, big top, they have to, they want to stay like Microsoft. And they see something like TikTok come around. It's slightly different. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And it comes barreling in. And it's like take, starting to get some of the money that they think that they deserve. And then they get all freaky about it because mm-hmm. they know it can happen to them. Yeah. I think they're over freaked, but it's fine. I think that's great. No, and, I, and I, I like TikTok I, I, I for the reason that it brings out the worst in the Americans. The worst Americans are on TikTok making videos. It's an American company, though. It, it is an American corp. They're using Chinese technology. All right. I'm, uh, 
I think it's much worse than uh, than you do. Clearly, I think I think the the money going into TikTok is so enormous that they they are freaked, and I think they're rightly freaked because they've got shitty products. What I mean, all of this is no good. You might this is where it has to. This is the idiocracy of social networking. It has to end up here. I mean, all this Twitter, Instagram, you know, Facebook Reels. It's it makes nothing but sense that just like the movie idiocracy eventually people start you know putting gatorade on their lawn that's <laughs> what electrolytes that, that's what tiktok is it, just, it makes so much sense people are conditioned <clears throat> they're ready to be sucked into something and then it happens I, it's have you seen uh, a family member or anybody you know really into tiktok just scrolling no. through it and oh i've seen it it's not that i know of <laughs> i mean they may be doing that but if they are it's like they're hiding it from you yeah like doing like doing drugs. Yes, yeah, very similar. All right, so that's kind of what's going on. But we have this issue with the culture that's taking place that needs to be addressed uh, in some way. And these idiots at BlackRock and elsewhere that are pushing these agendas based on global warming are ruining. They're going to kill the country. There was an interesting list. Um. Since the queen, the queen was born in, when was the queen born? 1921, I think. Uh, must have been earlier. So uh, 100 years ago today, I have a list of, of things of life. So about uh, around the time when. 1921, it has to be some other year. I'll look it up. Go on. Yeah. Um, so 100 years ago today in the United States, just it's a fun list to run through. So you can see the difference between life 100 years ago, around the time when the queen was born, and today. So everything I'm reading is 100 years ago. Average life expectancy for men was 47 years. Fuel for cars was sold in drugstores. Is that true? I don't remember that, but okay. (laughs) I I would hope you don't remember it. Uh, Only 14% of homes had a bathtub. Only 8% had a phone. The maximum speed limit in most cities was 10 miles an hour. The tallest structure in the world. Want to guess that one at the time, 100 years ago? A hundred years ago, the tallest structure. She was born in 1926. Okay. Um, A hundred years ago. uh, Eiffel Tower. Yes! Um, The average U.S. worker. Oh, wait, the average U.S. wage in 1922 was 22 cents per hour. Yeah. Which is interesting now that uh, $22 per hour seems to be, seems to be kind, of, kind of the norm. Um, the average U.S. worker may be between $200 and $400 a year. Uh, a dentist earned two. Well, these, I mean, that's all inflation, so we might as well just pass those numbers. But more than 95% of all births took place at home. 90% of all doctors had no college edu- education. Instead, they attended so-called medical schools. Uh, huh. Of course, those were eventually condemned in the press. Sugar, four cents a pound. Uh, most women wash their hair once a month. The same in Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, but did they use borax and egg yolks as shampoo? No. I don't think so. Uh, 100 years ago, Canada passed a law prohibiting poor people from entering into their country. (laughs) For any reason. Hey, that's cool. You got any money? (laughs) 
the five, Get out. The five leading causes of death. Uh, number five. Ooh, stroke. That's interesting. When did smoking really start? Oh, it was in the 1800s, I think. No, but I mean, like, really popular, like, like Bernays. Uh, that was oh, in well, the Bernays 50s? popularized it with women. Oh, I mean, true. so it was underway in a yeah, big way before true. Bernays came along, and that he did that in the 30s, I think. 30s? Yeah, yeah, the suffragettes. So they were smoking, people were smoking. Freedom sticks. Uh, number four is heart disease. Number third, cause of death, diarrhea. Well, we sure licked that one, didn't we? Uh, number two, tuberculosis. And number one, cause of death. Of course, 1922, pneumonia and influenza. Yeah, that would be right. The American flag had 45 stars. The population of Las Vegas, Nevada was 30. <laughs> there was a the time to buy. Hey. Not invented yet. Crossword puzzles, canned beer, and iced tea. Uh, not invented yet. Mother's Day and Father's Day. <laughs> yes. Uh, we fixed that. Two out of every 10 adults couldn't read or write. Marijuana, heroin, and morphine were available over the counter at local drugstores. Back then, pharmacists said, heroin clears the complexion, gives buoyancy to the mind, regulates the stomach bowels, and is a perfect guardian of health. Yeah, it was a a, uh, headache medicine, too. Did it work as headache medicine? Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It still does. That he remembers. Uh, 18% of domestic of households had at least one full-time servant or domestic help also known as slaves. Yeah. That's, that was an interesting little tidbit there. Mm-hmm. 18%. And if you watch those old movies from the twenties, you always had the, the, just regular middle-class families would always have a maid. God, I wish I had In some fact, staff. there was a show on television that we, we that highlighted the maid. There was one that highlighted the nanny, but the, there was a show no, called Hazel. Hazel, right? Hazel was a maid yeah. in a pretty middle class family. She was a maid. She was always roaming around. Yep. And uh, and the uh, and the the Brady Bunch had a maid. That's right. Yep. And and of course there was Benson. Right. Yeah. These shows are now uh, out of yeah. Yeah, the, these. Well, shows. and then you got the Simpsons with. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it? No, it was no. It's a Family Guy. It's got that one itinerant maid who keeps floating around. Saying, no, 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 but no. No, 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 no. That's not a maid. Okay, well, the maids are out. Yeah, I, I wish I had staff. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> it would be great to have some staff. <clears throat> so about that. That that was my list. But about that uh, twenty two dollar. This is for fast food minimum wage in California. Yeah, this is this is is this now law? I don't know to be honest about it. I think it might it'll get passed because I don't think there's any doubt about that. But so this is just a, cut down on some of the employees. The food will be worse than it is here. No, no. Here's the note from Andreas uh, in the morning, Adam. Uh, you're mentioning how people in Holland can't pay for things. Oh, he said he he had a conversation with a customer. His customer. Uh, as a family that owns a number of McDonald's franchises in California. I asked how the new $22 bill that Newsom signed into law, I guess it's law, would change things. He said they would be closing the front counter registers, kiosks, and mobile orders only. Prices will go up around 20%. They're looking into more automation, even outsourcing the drive through ordering to remote walk workers they could pay less. So you won't even have a person sitting in the window. Hello? May I have your order, please? 
How about that? Huh. So fewer yeah. employees, higher prices, more automation. Now that's the plan. So there'll be less, less people to work for that $22. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. What, is it really? I mean, has, well, that's the theory behind all the Republicanism guys who say, oh, no, no, you don't want to ever have a minimum wage because then, you know, you're going to cut out everybody. You, you could get, you know, you can hire a lot of people low wages. At least they get a start. Mm. The way we got it now, it's just all homeless. You can either work in for 22 <laughs> bucks or you're in the street and then you never get a job. A uh, quick little, do you have anything on Trump? The the primetime purge? You got anything? I have I have a two clips, I think, here that may be worth listening to. Uh, is nope. that Is that even in, in, in the news anymore? Does anyone care? Is, is it all about just what? clean? About Trump. About Trump. Uh, the, the raid. The raid. The raid, man. The raid. Well, they're still talking about the raid now and again. I think I maybe have something, but where, where are you going to go? Uh, this is about the special master uh, situation. Yeah. ABC. The Justice Department is planning to appeal a judge's ruling concerning classified documents seized at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Prosecutors say the decision to appoint a so-called special master to review the documents and to bar the Justice Department from accessing the material would cause irreparable harm and delay its criminal investigation. Trump's lawyers have until Monday to respond to the motion. So, you know... We still can't really figure out, you know, what is it that Trump had? Was it any... Excuse me. Was it anything? I mean, is this all? Uh, is it all political theater? I got a clip from a guy was on C-SPAN. Uh-huh. Actually, one of our producers sent it in. Uh, his name is Brad Sherman. He's uh, a, a Democrat representative. He's from California, I think. And he's uh, talking about Mar-a-Lago. It's kind of the theory that we've bandied about. I'm just amazed as to why he took the material and didn't return it. It's almost as if he wanted this search to take place. There is no purpose that he could not have achieved, either honest, if there was any honest purpose for him to have those, or nefarious that that required him. He could have copied those documents. He could have read them while he was still in the White House. uh, he could have returned them uh, in uh, the first month uh, in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, he was almost taunting the Justice Department, and it has worked to his political advantage and disadvantage. His grip on the Republican Party has intensified as uh, he uh, um, he really forced this search on the Justice Department. Uh, whether he did so deliberately because he wanted that sympathy in the Republican Party, or whether he kept the documents because he's just obstinate and pig-headed and, uh, and arrogant, uh, uh, we'll find out later. Yeah, I, li- I like that one the best. That, you know, just, just the way it all blew up and it was his words. It was a raid, a raid, a raid, attack my home. Um, High-stakes game, though. It, it, he did get uh, the boost that he wanted, but did he? Because, you know, now... It, it just seems like uh, his, you know, the, the the media is just taking a different direction. So I think that's kind. Of, it's kind of done. And maybe this whole the reason why they were so poisoned, so stupid to do this because it doesn't seem like there's any smoking gun. I mean, it, you'd expect it to have popped up by now. This was on uh, the Con Law podcast, and it may be as simple as this, which makes total sense for. Um, 
for the Democrats and their and their legal eagles that they would try something like this. Is what is that? What do they always try to get people on? Um, Lying to the FBI. Uh, Lying to the FBI, but also uh, tax cheating. And no, what was the other one? Um, uh, FARA violation. That's what they got Manafort on because he didn't register as a foreign agent. And there's yeah, all, that's th- another one. And what's the Espionage Act? Has, is that something that's... No, never, no they never... don't get anyone on that. That's, not, no. that's a bullshit one. That's yeah. just for the public. You said bullshit again. I mean, you really got to tone it down. I'm sorry I say bullshit a lot. You got to tone it down. But I think the most significant thing that we found out from the affidavit is which crimes exactly the Justice Department is currently interested in. And they are serious. So why don't we talk about that? So there are three crimes listed. The first is 18 U.S.C. 2071. This criminalizes the willful theft, removal, or destruction of government documents. It's kind of a catch-all offense that punishes the wrongful destruction of government records. And it carries with it a maximum term of three years in prison. There's an intriguing part of this destruction of government records crime that says if you're convicted of it, if you're convicted of 2071, you're barred from holding public office. So could a 2071 conviction bar Trump from being president again is a question, I'm sorry, that no one really has an answer to. (laughs) But it says it there. It does say that there, but there are likely (laughs) some pretty big constitutional questions. It's unreal. You said bullshit again. You know, that's the difference between you and me. I asked you to stop saying shit, which you were saying every other sentence down at the beginning of the show. And you, like a pro, just stopped, which you, I've seen you do this before. Yes. I say, you're, you're smacking your lips, you yeah, know, you're yeah. smacking your lips. Did No more lip smacking it's for done. months. It's done. I know. I know. Yeah. No, you tell me, hey, no, I'm going to say it more. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. And we have a, a few, very few, as a matter of fact, but a few people to thank uh, for show 1484. Is that 85, it? 85, 85, 85, 85, 85. Starting with James, just plain old James, uh, 13246 from Dazzle, South Carolina, or Dazzle. Uh, Joseph Gowaltney in Dendron, Virginia, 100. Dame Lady Get Over It, <laughs> 8008. Uh-huh. Then then she puts a little note, love is tits. Woohoo! Okay, she's a character. Sir Kevin McLaughlin, the Duke of Luna, lover of America and boobs, and he comes in with his 8008, so we have two today. James Scott in Parlin, North New Jersey, $70. Ryan Tierney in Stephen City, Virginia, with a birthday, 5765. Paige Holland in Austin, Texas. Please shout out my mom, Paige. I'm Paige! Oh, this is actually from Isabella. Okay, oh. Isabella <laughs> shouting out to Paige. Oh, okay. Sir Kyle of Bertram and the Three Donkeys in Bertram, Texas, 5333. And then we go to Mike Sisk at 5050. And then we go right to the $50 donors. Again, a very short, short show today. Uh, David Schwindinger in Woodbridge, Virginia. These are all $50 donors. Margarita Edenhood in Orangevale, California. Colleen Boland in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Jason Hutchinson in Boise, Idaho. And he needs now, a, he needs a de-douche. De-douche. You've been de-douched. 
Uh, Jim Adrianakos in Glenville, Illinois. Jonathan Ferris in Liberal, Kansas. Gavin McGoldrick in San Francisco, California. He's up there with Philip Kim in San Francisco, California. Greg Byrak in Chicago. Richard Grabowski in Lynchburg, North Carolina. Christopher Rivera in Nederland, Colorado. Kenneth Piero in Pullman, Washington. And last on the short list of only 35 total donors, including executive producers, uh, Wendy Braman in Saginaw, Michigan. I want to thank these people for helping us out here on show 1485 as things seem to be slowing down. Yeah. Dog days of summer. All kinds Dog of stuff days. going on in the world. Um, we really appreciate the support that anyone gives to us always, of course. Um, coming up on 15 years, we have uh, an episode 1500. It's like, is, do we have 15, 15 more episodes to go to episode 1500, right? 85? Uh, something yeah. like that. Wow. That's what it looks like. Oh, my goodness. We should celebrate together on the show, separate locations. Thank you to everyone who came in under $50. Uh, that is a guaranteed anonymous donation. We will never read below the line. But um, there are a lot of people there who come in with uh, sustaining donations. We have quite a number of them. You can make one up yourself. It could be $5 a month if that's uh, if that's what you want. Or you can do a special coded number. We have all kinds of things available at the website. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And for anybody who needs it, here's a jobs card. Jobs Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You've got karma. And our birthday list is also short today. It's like everyone just kind of shut down, you know. Brian Seeley, happy birthday to his lovely wife. Uh, her birthday is today. Luca Asperto, 52 today. Ryan Tierney, happy birthday to Sir Not Jake, celebrating on the 13th. And Emily Blessinger, 33, on uh, September 15th. And I'd like to say happy anniversary to Willow and Alessandro and to Tiffany and Guido, both my sisters, married on September 11th. And they never had a fight. Congratulations, everybody, from uh, your friends here at the No Agenda Show. Uh, likewise, no title changes, but we do have our, our dame who was all by herself, which is cool. Cheryl. Oh, here we go. Here you nice. go. Cheryl Wenzel. Yeah. Uh, do whatever you want. I mean, of course, we have the other Knights and Dames of the Roundtable, but it's all you. You're solo. Thank you very much for your support of the No Agenda Show and the amount of $1,000 or more, Cheryl Wenzel. This gets you to the title of Dame Cheryl, cowgirl of the Wind River Range, Wyoming, and I am proud to pronounce the Kate V as that. And of course, for you, we have hookers and blow. Maybe you want Ren Poison Chardonnay, but no, you actually wanted Dringle uh, Gin and Steak served on a pitchfork. Along with that, we'll add some sparkling cider and escorts, ginger ale and gerbils, some breast milk and pablum, some bong hits and bourbon, and course the mutton and meat i don't know if the mutton and meat can compete with that with the steak served on a pitchfork and please go to noagendanation.com slash ring cheryl uh, dame cheryl so that uh, we can get the proper size and i can get that uh, beautiful signet ring along with your wax to seal your important correspondence and your certificate of authenticity and of course thank you again for supporting the no agenda show to many the best podcast in the universe no agenda Yeah.
uh, one meetup reported is from Sir R. Daniels, who, of course, uh, hosted the meetup down there, Tom's River, New Jersey. Here we are at the Central Jersey Slaves Meetup in Tom's River, New Jersey, at the Garden State Distillery. This is Sir R. Daniels in the morning. Be brave, do something. ProjectVeritas.com, Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com. We had a few other folks who were here earlier. They have since departed, but here is the folks who remain. Yeah, we were five, but now we're three, so we'll have to make this. <laughs> this is Sir Nobody, and in the morning to everybody, and have a good night. In the morning, John and Adam, this is Rob. Hope you have a dynamite September 11th. I know the rest of us are going to. Be brave, do something. We will never forget. Okay. Thank you. And I've always pondered the question, shouldn't it be always remember instead of never forget? It just seems so counterintuitive. You know, psychology says if you, if you, say, if you say not or don't forget, never forget, your brain will actually do the opposite. Am I incorrect in this thinking? Are you even with me? Are you alive? Hello? John? <laughs> Hello? Uh, what's going on? John? John? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Were you pooping during the, during the meetup segment? Christ. Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> oh, God. I had this whole thing... <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. Here is uh, here's some meetups <laughs> coming up. In fact, about to start in Anchorage, Alaska. The never forget we have tiny amygdala meetup in Anchorage. Um, uh, five oh five, cause we can. Uh, Urban three sixty pizza, Albuquerque, New Mexico, underway. Sir Jeff Toehig for that. Harlem Town nine eleven. That's well underway, and that's in the Netherlands to Ur Cup. Uh, Thursday, our next show day, the Amygdala Shrinkage Meetup, four p.m. at Fuel Pizza in Washington D.C. That should be interesting. The Mead Meetup, Twin Cities, four thirty Central. We have the third Thursday, Thursday in Fort Worth, where the Western Simulation begins, six o'clock at Boo Rays in Fort Worth. Uh, Charlotte's Thursday, third Thursday monthly meetup at Seven Edge Tavern, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, also on Thursday. And then we have a whole bunch coming up uh, this week. And I believe, yes, yeah, September 17th. This is, this is going to drive uh, Baron Scott nuts. So that's the next uh, Doc's Backyard, Sunset Valley, Texas meetups, kind of the Austin meetup. I'm going to be in Georgia on the 17th, so I'm not going to be able to make this one again. Uh, but there are so many... What are you doing in Georgia? I'm, uh, I'm speaking at the Beef Initiative uh, Conference. About value for value. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm going to get us some more free beef. Free product. Yeah, get us some free beef. Yeah. I'm, and this, this, you know, I'm, look, I'm in the lookout now for the... You know, the I just had, you know, the, uh, that ranch in Texas makes some terrific product, but... K- now I'm looking KNC. for some sweetbreads. I'm going to get my sweet. You know, I had a recipe for sweetbreads. We can get those. World class. KNC can get those for you. The, the, the sweetbreads. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm going to, but I haven't done this recipe for 20 years plus, And I'm thinking that kids need to have some sweetbreads once in a while. So I'm going to get my, figure out what the recipe was, which I seem to have lost. And I'm going to recreate my great sweetbreads dishes. We will have free, uh, sweetbreads on ice coming to you. 
ASAP. I'm sure Texas Slim is already chopping them. Cutting them out. <laughs> so Don't speak. chop them. So to speak. Um, these are just some of the many meetups that are scheduled all the way through the end of October and beyond. This is a great place, actually, to learn about stuff like that. You know, it's a community. There's people have opinions, people, and especially the no agenda community, all different walks of life. You will learn something guaranteed. If you can't find one near you, start one yourself. Noagendameetups.com. Sometimes you want to go hang out with all the nights and days. You want to be where you want me, triggered or held to blame. You want to be where everybody feels the same. It does not happen often. Um, it does not happen often, but we both have the same ISO. What? Yeah. The poop ISO. Boy, you have the poop ISO? Yeah, you have the poop ISO. I see you have in your list, it says poop ISO. ISO poop, it says. Yeah, yeah ISO poop. Everyone loves poop. Oh, that's not the same. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alexa, play poop. We have two different poop stories. Wait a Mine minute. Mine is more your appropriate for the end of show. But where's your... Well, I have other ones, but where's, where's your poop story from? What was the poop story? The poop story, which includes that clip you just played. Yeah, which story is that? I want to hear the poop it, story now. It's the NPR poop story because NPR's got nothing better to do is like report <laughs> real news. So they've <laughs> developed a poop story. I have uh, two pieces from it. It went on for days. The poop but story. Let's play it. Poop story. <laughs> that if you tell the smart speaker to play poopy diaper, yeah, it will one. do just that. I got a poopy diaper. I mean, I laughed hysterically. That song is called Poopy Diaper. It's really, like, serious musically. Natopolis found that there are actually a whole bunch of musicians making poop-themed songs. No way! (laughs) And although there's no way to prove it, she's pretty sure she knows who their most avid listeners are. Children yelling potty words at smart speakers. Everyone loves poop, whether they admit it or not. This This is part of destruction of society. This is not okay. Everyone loves so poop. So they've figured out that little kids go up to those stupid speakers and go, poop, and the thing will, or play poop or something, and yeah. then this thing so plays. Cute. There's another poop song here, part two. <laughs> I know, this story was ridiculous. Here's part two. Well, Matt Farley is one of those musicians who loves poop. He learned that making songs with nonsensical lyrics about bodily functions was a recipe for success. The more ridiculous the song, the more streams. The poop song was literally me on the piano singing the word poop for a minute and a half. Oh, poop, 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 poop. Metopolis says musicians making poop songs got a big boost in streams once more people started buying Amazon's Alexa smart speaker. 90% of their plays was coming from Amazon Music. That's the clear link that this is being driven by Alexa rather than someone going into Spotify and typing in the words poop. Wow, this is this is fantastic. Native ad. Oh no, very completely native ad and I and I have to and especially oh people are buying uh, Alexa the Amazon smart speaker. No, they're not, lady. Native ad. And here's my problem. We were promised, Alexa, check the milk. 
get some new milk and automatically have it deposited in my fridge. Instead, Alexa, play poop. By the way, I think that this this, this series, even though you object to it, for good reason, is we have a lot of young listeners who will be giggling during this uh, the end of the show here with the poop songs. You think? Um, yeah. Well, we're sorry. Just for them. Everyone just loves them. poop. So what's your other ISO? Oh, this one. Uh, Laugh. Hold on. <laughs> That's a kid laughing at poop? No, it's one of the uh, pre- uh, presenters on, on NPR. <sighs> How about this one? I think I have a better one. We need something a little more mature. Hey, guys. I love the show. Okay, winner. <laughs> I knew you'd love it. I knew, when winner. I heard that one, I was like, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. That's Dan uh, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, I think. Remember Dan? You remember? Well, Dan? what else you got? I got one last thing if you want to play it. Or you yeah, play it. you got one, one last thing. Okay, one last thing. What you got? This is the, uh, wherever it went. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> the new where'd it go? I don't know. I don't know. You're not ta- Bannon. I got Banyan. Okay, Dorkable. This is the uh, uh, thirty second clip of the new words, and I got the list in front of me. And we should at least discuss the new words for the Merriam-Webster dictionary, including a Dorkable, which is a word I've never heard in my life. What's in a word? As always, it's evolving. To some, that may be adorkable or endearingly awkward. Just one of the 370 new words Merriam-Webster is adding to its dictionary. Another, shrinkflation, when companies charge the same for less, like maybe pumpkin spice, no longer just seasonal. The flavor is enshrined in the dictionary now, too. Then there's the dumb phone, a mobile device that's lacking, perhaps... Janky, another addition, meaning of poor quality. <laughs> janky or janky? Did you say janky? Janky. Yeah, janky. That's been around for a while. We mean, I've used that for quite a while. Yeah, I agree. Well, here's a couple of new, other new words. Pumpkin spice, which isn't a word. That's a, that's a veiled and ad. And who cares? Uh, they got, let's go some of these I've got on this list here. LARP. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's been like around Larbor, for a okay. while. Hog, hoglet is how is this new? Hoglet, baby hedgehog. Uh, Galentine's Day, false positive, false negative. How are these new? Emergency. This is a good one. This is a new word in, in Merriam-Webster. It's not. A, it's a term, not a word, but it's emergency use authorization. No way. No way. I'm telling you, yeah. And then booster dose. Have you ever heard this term? Booster, booster dose. dose? Hey, I never heard of this. Who's those guys? This these is hey, a booster boost dose. dose. Hey, it's a booster dose. dose. These, these, these booster dose. Sub variant <laughs> is another one. Oh, I'm sorry. You have more? Yeah, sub variant. Oh, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, well, money. you should stop. Shrinkflation. I got a gift economy. I never heard of that either. Yeah, no, uh, I, no, 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 no. That's that's a sad ass way of saying value for value. It's not really the same thing at all. No, not at all. At all. Sus. S-U-S, meaning suspicious or suspect? Yes. I always thought it meant sus sus out, you know, to try to figure out. No. they changed it. Do they have sketch in there, too? Sketch? No, but they got yeet. Yeet? Yeah, yeet. Used to express surprise, approval, or excited enthusiasm. Mm. Yeet. Mm. And then last, a couple more, just out of the 300, is 
Space Force, which I think, okay, how's that a new word? All right, all right, all right. And Terraform, ooh, Terraform, which goes back to the 60s. Okay, enough. I was looking for another uh, end of show mix clip that I could jam in here. There was something I wanted to play that we talked about earlier. Was there something, something requested and I played a... Oh, Zika, that's what it was, yes. Zika, Zika, Zika. Yeah, I have small a... Small heads are coming. I got a longer version of that. Zika, 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 small heads are coming, that's right. Along with that, uh, we have end of show from uh, Jesse Coy Nelson, who will wrap up the Queen, so to speak, in, o- in the only way that Jesse Coy Nelson can, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and then we'll play the Zika, 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 which I can't remember who did that. I don't have it listed here. Doesn't matter because I can tell you on Thursday that's when we'll be back here. And until then, I'm coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country uh, in FEMA Region Number Six. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I remain. And by the way, it's not hot right now. I'm John C. Dvorak. Coming up next on NoAgendaStream.com and TrollRoom.io Live, the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh, yeah. You do not want to miss that. We'll see you on Thursday, everybody. Until then, remember us at Dvorak.org slash NA. Adios, mofos! And such. May I have your attention, please? Oh, Zika. Oh, Zika. Zika, 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 Zika. Little baby. With a little bitty head. With a baby with a small head. They're going to have to make a little head. You watch. Zika, 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 Zika. Yeah. Where's the money? $1.9 billion. Zika, 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 Zika. Yeah. Where's the money? Let's have it now. Zika, 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 Zika. Yeah. Where's the money? Small heads are coming. You're going to do it. You watch. We're going to have a problem here. It's got to be the king. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Imperialism. So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. As it were. Children of the night. What music they make. we came across the letters between him and Prince Charles, which helped give us an understanding. The relationship was one where Prince Charles trusted and respected Jimmy Savile. Most kids wanted to go to the top of the pops, but we all knew what that cigar muncher was up to. But I'm very, very bitter that the likes of Savile and the rest of them were allowed to continue. My old Aston Martin, which I've had for 51 years, that runs on, can you believe this, surplus English white wine. You and and way from the cheese process. There you go. Uh, if you didn't catch that, uh, Prince Charles Aston Martin runs on wine and cheese. Pompous, oh. privileged peanuts. No, it's not peanuts, it's cheese. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cheese yeah. and wine. Prince Charles and Peter Ball, a former Bishop of Gloucester. He wrote today that he did not know and could not have known at the time that Ball was a sex offender. 
you know, Peter Ball had admitted his guilt. He had accepted a caution which requires clear admission of guilt. And do you think someone as well read as Prince Charles, should he have known that a caution comes with it and admission of guilt? You would have thought so. Yeah, so Prince Charles is a member of the Inner Magic Circle as well, which not a lot of people know, which is great. So uh, uh, he must be into magic, so he should be. Is that should be a common thing? How do you know that? Well, actually, in the Magic Circle, there's a picture of him in his audition when he joined, <laughs> which is a long time ago. I think it's way before I was born. For no matter how silly the idea of having a queen might be to us, as Americans, we must be gracious and considerate hosts. Dvorak.org slash N-A Hey guys, I love the show.